the world. Yeah, I want the world. Yeah, I want it all. Said I want the world. Yeah, I want the world. I'm coming to get it. Don't care what you heard. Don't care what you heard. I'm taking it all 'cause I want the world. Yeah, I want the world. Yeah, I want the world. It's the best in the game. Best in the biz. About that time, and you know what it is. Coming from Brooklyn, bringing that truth. Never gonna lie. Never gonna lose. Always on top. Keeping it steady. He'll make you tap out, and you won't be ready. He got the suplex, breaking your back. Now everyone in the world gonna listen to Taz. All right, all right. What's going on, everybody? Listening right now on CBS Sports Radio. Appreciate that. All one of our great affiliates across this great United States on CBS Sports Radio. Appreciate you guys tuning in right now to this live three-hour special. Or maybe you're checking out the show on Sirius XM uh, Channel 206. That's the home for CBS Sports Radio right there. So uh, I am Taz. This is a special edition of the Taz Show where we will basically react to what just happened, what we just witnessed on SummerSlam. We are coming to you live from the Quick Alone Studios. National Mortgage Lender, quick and loans. Apply simply, understand fully, and mortgage confidently. And the phone number here, guys, is 855-212-4227. If you want to give a call and talk about uh, SummerSlam, feel free, 855-212-4227. So, usually, when I come out here and do these specials, the main event didn't even happen yet. And it usually, you know, runs into, like, you know, uh, close to midnight Eastern. Uh, Well, not today. Uh, Not tonight, I should say. (laughs) This thing just ended. I'm shocked. I am shocked that it just ended on time. It's actually pretty cool. Um, so I don't have to try to multitask and sit here and watch the main event or the semi-main event while I'm broadcasting a nationwide, uh, you know, radio show. So it's actually pretty cool. Uh, but but anyways, um, yeah, uh, just to, to just to react to what just happened, uh, we just saw Roman Reigns uh, do what a lot of folks thought would happen. And Roman Reigns defeated Brock Lesnar for the Universal Championship. Now, they did something kind of interesting. If you didn't watch, uh, they had Braun Strowman come out who holds the money in the bank contract. So basically, for those that don't know, real quick, that basically means that, see, Braun Strowman won this contract a while back. So when you have that contract, in a, it's in a briefcase, you can cash that in to challenge the champion of your choosing Anytime you'd like, no matter what. So usually what happens in WWE, the storylines kind of basically goes like where a guy is beaten down and worn out, a champion, um, and and or maybe he just won a match and defended his title successfully. Boom, the guy or girl with the money in the bank will cash it in and then, you know, and, and usually have the advantage. They did something different here with Braun Strowman where Brock and Roman were just about to have their Universal Championship match, the main event, right in Brooklyn, New York at Barclays Center. SummerSlam, gigantic, massive event. And who would have thunk it? They have Braun come out and basically before the match and say, listen, I do things face to face. you know, I, I'm not that, you know, I'm not gonna do it like everybody else does it. I'm gonna I'm gonna sit outside here and watch this match and whoever wins it. Now he implied that whoever wins the match, that he's gonna basically fight them and cash in his his money in the bank. It that didn't happen. Roman Reigns won the match. Uh, you know, there was a little bit of physicality where Roman went for a dive, uh, hit, hit, hit a dive on the outside, it inadvertently hit Braun Strowman. So it was kind of funky what they did because it, it was a heavy-duty feel for me anyway, sitting in the studio watching this, that <laughs> we were going to see Braun face one of these guys, whomever won the match, and that didn't happen. So I, that's the hook, I guess. Now, I couldn't hear it in defense of WWE. I, ha- I could not have the audio on, so I couldn't hear the last... 
probably four minutes of, the, of their broadcast because I had to listen to our broadcast as we were coming up. So uh, pard, pardon me on that one. Um, I got to tell you, I think this is a, it's, the good part of this is it's an excellent hook for people to turn around and watch Monday Night, Monday Night Raw tomorrow night because, you know, they're going to start it off with Roman Reigns. He's going to come out with that universal title, and I would assume that uh, that Braun Strowman is going to cash it in. You know, look at a lot of people thought like he was going to cash it in tonight after the match, even before they did the little bit they did before the match. And I'm from the elk of feeling like there's a great chance that Roman Reigns is going to be a transitional champion. Uh, unfortunately for the kid, he's just hated. And and I've always said he's over. That means he's a star. No matter if you like him or hate, meaning Roman Reigns, he's he's riveting. He's a, a polarizing superstar. People love to hate him or just love him, meaning Roman Reigns. So he's been pushed to the moon by the company. No doubt about it. Um, you had to take that title off of Brock Lesnar. It was probably the worst kept secret in the wrestling industry. Folks knew that that Brock was going to, you know, he's going to MMA, going back to UFC, I should say. He's going to fight Daniel Cormier and stuff like that. And uh, it was supposed to be that uh, during it, right now at this show, Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman, his advocate, his manager, um, that they they were finishing up. I mean, they were going to be done with WWE after tonight. So maybe that is the case. I know this much. Uh, Brock, uh, Brock Lesnar is no longer the universal champion. So uh, <laughs> it's now it's now Roman Reigns. And, man, they really made it seem like Braun was going to cash that son of a gun in uh, tonight. And they didn't do it. And that's all right. That's all right. But I, I, I'm not really scoffing on that too much. A couple of things, and we'll get into it. We're going to be here until 2 a.m. Eastern. So I got some other things to get into. A lot of things, like a couple of disqualifications that happened, which probably shouldn't have happened. Um, but let me just say, all in all, I, I think it was an okay show. I don't think it was an amazing show. Um, you know, I, I, I liked the first match. I definitely liked the first match. Um, it kind of, it, it started off slow. The IC title, the Continental Championship with Dolph, uh, Dolph Ziggler came in as the champion against Seth Rollins. Um, the match kind of started a little slow. Um, it did. And then the match picked up and they did some pretty intense high spots in the match. And these are two of the better pro wrestlers in the industry today. Um, both amazing athletes and true pros. Uh, they ended up uh, having Rollins win the match with the curb stop, curb stomp, I should say. And Rollins is now the new Intercontinental Champion. But um, it was a little bit of a slower pace, it felt, um, uh, early. And the audience in Brooklyn, which is usually a hot crowd, didn't seem too hot in the early goings. Now, a lot of times it happens is, if the if the audience isn't mic'd up the right way, there's mics all around the arena. Sometimes it doesn't uh, resonate when you're watching on TV or, or now you're watching this, you know, on WWE Network. Which so it's streaming in essence. It's not really a broadcast per se. It's a stream. So I, I didn't really feel like the audience was too hot, you know, in a with an audience that's usually very hot in in Brooklyn. Um, but they did pick up. And uh, uh, they did do a lot of stuff on the outside, which I wasn't crazy about. They kept teasing it with Dean Ambrose and Drew McIntyre. Dean Ambrose was in the corner of uh, Seth Rollins, and and uh, Drew McIntyre was in the corner of Dolph Ziggler. <clears throat> and they did a lot of stuff where Dean kind of was getting in the face of McIntyre, so you better not try and get involved in paraphrasing, that kind of thing. So uh, the, probably the best spot in the match, in that first match for me, that uh, like an insane spot, 
was a t- an inverted superplex from the top rope um, by uh, Rollins on Dolph, and it was a false finish. It was really good into, into another spot, and then a false finish, I should say. So uh, it was big stuff right there. And then there was another big false finish during the match with Dolph Ziggler on Rollins with a zigzag, and Rollins ended up coming up hard way, which means he was bleeding, basically. He cut his head open. So um, not sure how. I couldn't see how he did it. I was Some of the broadcasts I was watching on my laptop, some of it I was watching on my phone. I was moving around and... So if I had to run to the men's room, if I had to go someplace or whatever I was doing, I was looking at it on the phone. I'm multitasking. That's what I do. I don't play games. I mean, all business. But anyway, the match, the IC title match is real good. I, I don't I don't know if um if I would have wanted to put – I don't know if I would have put the title on – the IC, Intercontinental title on uh, Seth Rollins. I don't think Seth needs the title. And for those people on hold, I'll get to you guys in a second. I know a lot of people calling the show. Just bear with me. I mean, uh, a lot of people who listen to my show, my podcast that drops three days a week, the Taz Show, every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and I've been, I'm up to almost 600 episodes. I've been doing it for three years. Um, you know, I, I say this a lot, and I mean it. Like, I believe in championships need to go on people most of the time that need them, that need that title to get them to that next level. And there are certain times, there are some times where certain wrestlers make a championship. Like that wrestler's over. That wrestler's a big enough star that he or she can make that championship. Uh, f- frankly, I think that's the case here with the Intercontinental Championship. No disrespect on Dolph Ziggler. He's a true pro. I know the guy, and I respect the hell out of him. But I do think like it's not a horrible uh, move here, putting the, the, the championship on Rollins. Because Rollins maybe could get that IC title, which is a title that's championships that been, that's been around for decades, uh, for those that are wrestling fans, that old school fans. The IC title, Intercontinental Championship, has been around a long time. So maybe Rollins could get it to another level or something like that. I don't know, because he's a huge star. People love him. Kids love him. Adults love him. You know, he's just, he's an over guy. And, uh, you know, being that Dean, Dean Ambrose is back, and they're, they're running a rough shot together. So it could be kind of cool. Um, you know, I'm not going to throw a flag on it. I mean, both these guys are great competitors, uh, Ziggler and uh, Rollins, and they had a great match. Um, like I said, start off a little slow. But they wrapped it up real good. They, they, from the middle to the end, they did a really, really, really good job, I thought. Really, really, really good. Um, so uh, that that part I definitely uh, liked a lot. Uh, like I said, you can call the show if you'd like. That's real simple. Uh, CBS Sports Radio toll-free line 855-212-4227 is brought to you by GEICO. Hey, everyone, here's a quick way you can save money. Switch to GEICO. Uh, do you need homeowners, renters, or motorcycle insurance too? Well, get it all at GEICO.com. Uh, speakerphone Jones in Houston, Texas. You're on a special edition of the Taz Show. What's going on, man? Hey, good moment, Taz. Good moment, my friend. What's going on, buddy? Hey, the uh, I want to just hit on the Shinsuke Nakamura Jeff Hardy match uh, very quickly. Yeah, sure. Um, I felt like we saw Shinsuke Nakamura that we haven't seen in the WWE yet. He connected creatively. He connected with his in-ring work. Everything looked crisp and hard and was very uh, similar to what we saw in New Japan. But the personality, the heel personality, just his connectivity with the fans, with his opponent, it was all there. And it wasn't the biggest match of the night. It wasn't the longest match of the night. But we got everything out of Shinsuke Nakamura that all the hardcore fans have been looking for since he got to the WWE. I I agree, and I'll jump into that deeper here in a second, speakerphone. How about the black tights? I like that he was wearing black. I haven't seen him do that for quite some time. He showed that real heel persona, right or wrong. It felt good. 
Oh, man, he was full Madoff, man. He looked just <laughs> like he did not give yeah. a rat's behind about yeah. what anyone thought about him. Uh, crazy, and uh, and thank you, Speakerphone Jones, for calling. I appreciate it. And a crazy uh, swan, tombo, uh, swan Tom bomb, I should say, off the top rope onto the apron by Jeff Hardy. I mean, that was a nasty, nasty spot. And real quick, so the, the thing with Nakamura, uh, yeah, he's definitely, and I agree with the caller, Speakerphone Jones, he's definitely in that heel persona heavy duty. And... It really, um, you know, it's it, that's the thing. When you can be a full blown heel, it takes a couple of couple of you know a couple of big shows to really get your sea legs under you, and then you really, it's it's so much easier and more fun to be a heel as opposed to being a babyface. So, and for those that don't know, a heel is a bad guy, and I hate to like I got to pull back the curtain. I guess a heel is a bad guy, and a babyface is a good guy. Here you go, inside wrestling terms for you guys. So <laughs> anyway, yeah, but but Nakamura definitely. Uh, I thought they had a good match. Um, I, I uh, you know, I, I don't. I felt like this match, Nakamura and Hardy, and I said this the other day on my podcast on the Taz Show. I felt like it really wasn't getting too much love as far as a big push. But this was a loaded card. It was a very, very big card. They had a lot of big matches on this card, you know. So that that was the issue with that. So that's you know that that's how uh, that that's how it felt, but it was definitely a good match. All right, look, uh, other side of break, we'll take a bunch of your phone calls here. We'll get into talking about Ronda Rousey, who had a big night, and 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 her match with Alexa Bliss. Alexa Bliss, ah uh, man, we will get into AJ and Joe. We got a bunch of talking about. We got we got to talk about Elias. What happened to his guitar? All right, anyway, uh, Tasha, eight five five two one two four two two seven. Reacting to SummerSlam, we'll be right back. All right, guys, as you enjoy this SummerSlam post-show special right here of the Taz Show, I want to let you know that support for the Taz Show comes directly from our friends at Rocket Mortgage. Uh, see, Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans, they understand that the home plays a big role in your life and family. That's why they created Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. See, Rocket Mortgage gives you the confidence you need when it comes to buying a home or refinancing your existing home loan. And guys, it's simple allowing you to fully understand all the details to be confident you're getting the right mortgage for you and or your family. And with its uh, convenient trusted partners, it allows you to share your financial information with Rocket Mortgage at a touch of a button. In addition to getting a real mortgage approval in minutes, you can even adjust the rate and length of your loans in real time to make sure you're getting the right solution for you. Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Apply simply, understand fully, and mortgage confidently. To get started, please go to rocketmortgage.com slash Taz. That's rocketmortgage.com slash T-A-Z. Equal housing lender, licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org, number 3030. Pretty cool. I'm sitting here and I'm getting a bunch of people tweet me at official Taz as I do this special SummerSlam reaction show here, special edition of the Taz. I'll be at till 2 a.m. Eastern, and I'm seeing that. Oh wow! They just had a new thing with yours truly on WWE Network. Story time. A little story I told on there about my former broadcast colleague Michael Cole. So that's pretty cool. So thank you WWE for the love. Oh, they love me so much. <laughs> they love me so much until I rip them. For having two DQs during a big pay-per-view. But that's a whole nother story. You want to call the show and talk about SummerSlam, it's 855-212-4227. That's an 855-212-4227. Uh, let's talk to uh, Pete in Oregon. Pete in Oregon, you're on with Taz. Your special edition of the Taz Show, CBS Sports Radio. What do you say, Pete? Yeah, I was going to say you're one of the greatest wrestlers in your day, probably still now, if you wanted to go back into it. 
Well, Pete, that just goes to show your intelligence level, my friend. You're a genius, and I love you. What's going on, buddy? <laughs> anyway, uh, Ronda Rousey, uh, she won the championship. But my question is, you know, she signed that new contract for, what, a few years? for something like that. That's what they're saying. Yep, yep. And, you know, and the crowd loves her. Yeah. Everybody does. And so she's going to be a champ for, you know, quite some time, I got a feeling. Uh, well, here's the issue. Okay. Um, uh, it's tough to, uh, and Pete, appreciate the call very much. Thank you, sir. Uh, thanks for the kind words. See, the thing is, around the Rousey, you're in a tough spot now. See, now this, this young lady, she's an amazing athlete, former UFC champ, legit, great judoka, you know, all her history in MMA and as a judo player. There's no doubt. Respect her. She's worked hard. She's trained her rear end off to get to this level now so fast. But now here's the but. And I hate to be a spoiled sport too soon here. <laughs> she's, she's got a handful of professional matches. So uh, to your point, Pete, from Oregon, that, you know, you could, you know, she's going to be a champ for a long time. Well, I don't know if they're going to do that, but here's the issue. How in the hell do you get that title off of her? That's the problem, too. So you have someone who's, in regards to the pro wrestling industry, she's green. She's only had a handful of matches and she needs help in her matches because she's new at this. Now, I know, I know, I've talked to people who've worked with her behind the scenes. This young lady, this Ronda Rousey, besides being an awesome athlete, she's passionate about the industry of, and the business of pro wrestling, the sport of pro wrestling. This is not a money grab for her. This is, this is her passion, okay? I respect that, and I'm assuming her brethren backstage and the other ladies she shares the locker room respect that about her. But the, the thing is... Where in the hell do you go now? You know, you you need, you, you don't. Okay, as far as the people there in the arena at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, yeah, there's no doubt. They they love her. They were popping. They were going crazy because it was a great moment. And because look at the way the match was laid out and look at who she wrestled. She's in there with Alexa Bliss. Alexa Bliss, who was the, the Raw Women's Champ, Alexa Bliss, who probably has the most heat. That means she's hated. The most heat out of probably most women in wrestling, any women, because she's awesome on the mic. She garners so much heat. And the way this thing was booked, it was just Ronda walking to the ring, all business. Okay, uh, Alexa Bliss putting her over with facial expressions before they did anything physical. Uh, um, um, and and this, the offense was ultra-intense and stiff by Bliss, I'm sorry, by Ronda, and Bliss deserves a lot of credit for taking some stiff bumps and that crazy armbar, you know, where it looked like, you know, I guess, I don't know if Alexa Bliss is double-jointed. It looked like she snapped her elbow, meaning Ronda snapped Bliss's elbow, um, and Ronda wins the match, and she's the new Raw Women's Champ. Again, I'm not knocking her. I'm just saying, where the hell are you going to go? Where are you going to go? You, you, that, it, it, she, you know, it's tough. This is, sometimes you book yourself in a corner. It's just, just my perspective. Uh, Hakeem in Philadelphia. Philadelphia, you are on a special edition of the Taz Show on CBS Sports Radio. Hakeem, how you doing? All right. Um, kind of answered my question already. I was speaking to Ronda Rousey, but I was wondering, do you think this is more of a game plan for them to market their Evolution pay-per-view? She's a big name, big right. star. Right. You know she's probably going to draw because what – out of the divas and everything like that, like who can like possibly draw big 
for that, you know, for that period, and also too, what do you think? Well, there's, there's Severus, there's Charlotte. Now, I get what you're saying, Hakeem, and I quasi agree with you. I mean, because you're right. I mean, there's a a, a good. Uh, she can she's going to draw. She'll be on on the Evolution show for sure, Ronda Rousey. She's a draw. But here's the thing, Hakeem. Let me ask you a question. Do you think mm-hmm. she's a draw without that title? Of course, and I agree, because she is. And, uh, Hakeem, I appreciate your call very much, sir. Uh, She's a draw without that title, which leads to my point I made in the last segment here of this special. You don't need, you don't, with someone like Ronda Rousey, it's a perfect example, you don't need to have a title on her. She don't, she, her credibility, she's, she's galvanized with her credibility already. You don't need to do nothing with her with a, with a, with a professional wrestling championship Right now, for a while, but you know, WWE looks at it different, and and they put it on her. I I don't. It's a great moment. It was definitely a great moment and a great pop. Um, and she was in there with the perfect opponent, meaning you know, Alexa Bliss as her opponent. There's no doubt about it. It was it was Alexa Bliss. You know, she needs a standing ovation backstage, and I would assume strongly that Ronda Rousey gave her a hug and a kiss and thanked her because Alexa Bliss put. Ronda over big time, you know, big time. And by the way, on the side, I think it was a nice touch by the WWE to have Natalia come out and mention the, the late, great Jim DeAnville Neidhart, Natalia's dad. And they've, it's well documented that Natalia and Ronda Rousey are very good friends. So that was a nice moment that they had Ronda out there. I thought WWE did a good job. You got to tip your cap to them for that. It was a nice, classy uh, thing to do there. Uh, because, you know, as most know, uh, Jim, ha- Jim Neidart lost his life just a couple of weeks back. And that's, like I said, um, Natalia's dad. So, you know, uh, that was nice of WWE to, to, to have her there and do that, that spot. I thought that was very classy. Hey, a pork chop, John in Arkansas. You're on a special edition of the Taz Show on here on uh, CBS Sports Radio. A pork chop, what's going on? Oh, not much. Had a nice cigar earlier. What are we smoking? Uh, what are we having? Tell me. We we had a good Gurkha War Pig. Oh, Gurkha Jones. You had a Gurkha War Pig. It's nice. Nice logo, Gurkha. It's like, what is it, like Genghis Khan's uh, gimmick type thing, right? Yeah. I yeah, know. pretty much. How can I help you today, sir? What's up? Well, uh, tonight's show, you know, you, you mentioned something. You got me thinking here. Oh, uh, I did, huh? What happened? Tell me. Oh, yeah. Uh, what do you do with Ronda Rousey now? Yeah. Who do you put her in there with? Well, no, no, hold on. That That's yes and no, John. That's Kind of what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, you put a title on her, the title. That's my that's my biggest thing. You know what I mean? That's the thing. What are you going to do now that you have that on? How do you? Again, it's a rhetorical question in essence, John. But how do you take the title off her? You know what I mean? That type of thing. I think they kind of handicapped themselves in this regard from what they've done because they had a chance to do something really interesting. I think with having her and Oscar meet. I think they kind of yep. jumped the gun on that one last year in favor of what they did and then how they had Oscar lose to Carmella, I think that did not do any favors to anybody except for Carmella. Right. Well and, I think and, that yeah. ultimately handicapped where they can go in the future by doing that. Yeah, a little short sighted on the booking to your point on, on WWE's part right there. Pork chop uh, pork chop John, I appreciate the call very much. Uh nice to hear from you again. He used to call the uh the Taz show back in the day when I was doing a live video streaming show, he used to call every once in a while, uh, arguably the greatest name of any wrestling fan ever, Porkchop. Um, it's a long story behind it, but I won't get into it.
But I remember him and I discussed it once on the air, which was riveting radio. Uh, on that note, uh, we're going to get back to the busy, busy phones here in a, in a few minutes. We're going to talk about, there's a lot to talk about. There's a lot. We're gonna miss Daniel Bryan. We're going to talk about, talk, he mentioned Carmella. We're going to talk about Carmella, Becky Lynch, Charlotte, what, what they did. Football season is around the corner, and tomorrow night at 7 Eastern, uh, join CBS Sports Network's team of experts as they tackle the hottest topics on the gridiron. It's Inside College Football on the 24-hour home of CBS Sports. So, hey, we're doing a special edition right now of the Taz Show, uh, reacting to SummerSlam, and we got a plethora of phone calls coming. And by the way, uh, I want to mention that a little later on, uh, probably uh, about an hour-ish Mike Johnson will be a special guest on uh, this show. Uh, he was at the event at SummerSlam. He was at Barclays Center. Mike Johnson uh, from PW Insider, who's a regular for a long time on the Taz Show, my podcast. That drops three days a week, and you can get it free, Rassler fans. And you go get it at uh, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast. Mainly get it at Radio.com. That's uh, Freebie City right there, and uh, I've been doing this, like I said, uh, going on the cusp of uh, 600 episodes. I think this coming week I'll be at my 600th episode. Yes, hold the applause. It's much appreciated. Uh, so that's a deal on that. Uh, David in San Diego, you are on a special edition of the Taz Show with me, Taz, uh, on CBS Sports Radio. Dave, what's up? Dave, what's up? Dave, going once. Dave, hello. Oh, hey, hey. Oh. Hey, Taz, Taz, hey. I'm here. Whoa, what's up, Dave? Hey. How you doing? Hey, Taz, how's it going from the left coast? All right, left coast, I'm on the east coast, the west coast. You're on the west coast, I'm on the right coast. What's going on, buddy? <laughs> Just wanted to talk about how the uh, how SummerSlam this year it had more of an old-school SummerSlam feel, something from, like, 92, uh, with the way the, the matches were arranged. Um, because, was there wasn't, matches. Wait, because there wasn't a lot of clean finishes? <laughs> but don't boom, psh, sorry. That, that mean, too. <laughs> that too. There was a couple non-ones. I'm being sarcastic, yeah. but you get my drift. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Yeah, that was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There were some, uh, some non finishes, yeah. you know, kind of like the. It's like continuing the story. That's probably uh, some of these stories are probably going to culminate, you know, in later pay per view events, probably around, you know, Survivor Series right. and stuff. But it, but yeah, it had an old school feel to it. Um, you know, I thought at first they were kind of scattershot with some of the match placement. I mean, I don't know why um, Joe Samoa Joe and AJ went on before. Uh, the U.S. title match, but I mean, well, because because they didn't because there was a disqualification. That's why I think I'm not saying I agree with what they did, David, but that's why because they knew that yeah, it was not going to be a finish. You know what I mean? Yeah, I got it. Yeah, I understand that. But I get and I also, get what you said. But okay, continue. Oh, sorry. Um, and also with um with with Ronda Rousey, I think there's a few ways they can go about it. They can um. They can maybe bring up Shayna Baszler from NXT. You know, she uh, she yeah. lost. Last night, yep, yep. Um, it starts telling that story. Well, hold on, let me, Dave. Let me stop you, Dave. Let me ask you a question. As a wrestling fan, now you've been a wrestling fan a long time. All my life. Okay, all right. So listen, bro. Uh, just how, I, I just don't. To me, I don't. I I don't agree with that. I'll tell you why. Now I understand the MMA background. They're friends. Shayna Baszler, she's badass. I know Ronda Rousey's badass. I get all that. I I understand it. But you got there. You know, Shayna Baszler is not. She's she's got a, a you know, more matches than Ronda, but she's not exactly a, a veteran either. You know, they're they're this pro wrestling is a dance, and someone mm-hmm. needs to, someone needs to lead the dance, and that's usually the more experienced one. So that, 
That's my when you say to me Shayna Baszler gets Ronda Rousey. Yeah, the names sound great. That sounds awesome. And David, I appreciate the call. The names sound great. I get all that, bro. But the thing is, again, no disrespect to either of those ladies, but it it's inexperience and inexperience at the highest level. You know, you have like again, so some people get confused because what happened with Ronda Rousey when she debuted, uh, you know, in that tag match uh, way back with, you know, Kurt Angle was her partner. And going against Triple H and Stephanie McMahon, I mean, okay, you know, I mean, really, you're in a you're in a catbird seat when you got three mega household name stars around you in Triple H, Stephanie, and Kurt Angle. So that in itself is going to be a, 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 your eyes are in all your attentions on the match, and you got some great minds and the bosses that are in the match. <laughs> so you know, you, and I know she's had. Listen, Ronda, and I'm not I'm not hating on Ronda. I'm a fan of hers. I I love what she does. And I'm not look, you can't blame her. If they're gonna push her and put the title on her, what is she gonna say? No. No. She's gonna take it. I just don't think I, I wouldn't do it. And because uh I don't know, I maybe that's the old school in me, and sometimes I can be a little old school, but I think I'm new school too, but I, I can be a little old school at times. Hey, uh, Devin, in Seattle, you're on uh, the special edition of the Taz Show with me, Taz. What's up, Devin? Is it Devon or wow. Devin? How do we say your name, dude? Devin. All right, good. What's up, bro? Hey, man, I can't believe I'm talking to you, Taz. I, I just want to say, uh, before I get to my point, that uh, the golden age of wrestling was the late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah. When, uh, when you guys were going at it with NWA, <laughs> and you were a part of that, and I really want to thank you for it. I, mean, I can't believe it's been... You know, almost twenty years, but were you on? Were, were you uh, were you an ECW fan? Um, yeah, ECW as well, uh, okay. and uh, all of it. I, I liked all of it. All right, bro. And, so, uh, how can I help you tonight? What's up? Well, uh, about that, thank you, Ronda by the way. Rousey. Thank you, by the way. I pause. What's up, anyway? <laughs> uh, with Ronda Rousey, uh, and I don't know. Maybe you you could, from your perspective as a uh, you know professional, you can probably answer it better than I. I can. I've never been in the ring, but with Rousey already now being a, a world champ, uh, do you think she hasn't? I don't know. I, I, I don't think she's paid her dues. And with the other lady wrestlers, you think there's any resentment uh, on their part about that? Uh, I, it's a great question, and it's definitely a point that I think some people have in their mind. And uh, and and Devin, I appreciate the call. Here's the thing: I, from what I hear about Ronda Rousey, as far as you know. The other ladies, uh, other wrestlers being kind of pissed off that she's getting a big push and she didn't pay dues, in essence, in our industry. I, I, I think that she's humble from what I hear, meaning Ronda Rousey, and she works really hard. And, and the talent, the men and women in the locker room, they understand that she's a huge name from, from, from mixed martial arts, you know, from the UFC. Um, she's a big draw. These, these men and women in those locker rooms, they. They could get a little bitter, but at the end of the day, they're, they're great businessmen and gr- businesswomen. They understand these wrestlers, these referees, these agents. They know that she's a big draw and she's good for business. So when you have so, so so you ladies and gentlemen understand that. Hear me right now. If you're listening live, you're listening on a podcast or whatever. When you have someone who's a who's a big name, who's who's a draw, and they're with you under contract and they're working and they're. They're grinding and humping the road and all that, and they're they're in the they're in the beginnings of paying their dues, and they come in with a big name and they're a draw. We all make money from that. Meaning, let's say if I was still wrestling for WWE or I was an announcer, it helps the company. See, so so just that's it's a little bit like 
It's not. I don't think any guys or the girls are like bitter or angry at her. Now, if she came in hypothetically and she had an attitude like, you know, uh, hey, I'm I'm a you know I'm a big time star from UFC. I'm a, I'm legit. You know, this is all the work. You know, I don't have to work as hard as everybody else. Uh, you know, and she was like chill like that, and she had like an attitude. Well, then it don't matter who she is. Uh, that's gonna be a problem. That I, I can assure you, <laughs> that would not fly in the locker room. The women in that locker room would address it and handle it. I promise. And the McMahon family would not put up with that. Uh, Triple H would not put up with that. That, that just wouldn't happen. But that, that's a moot point because that's not what what Ronda's doing. She's she's grinding. She's a pro. She loves the business and all that. I, I just think that it's just a little too much too soon for someone with not a ton of match experience just yet. But that's just me. Hey, uh, Jamal in Chicago, you're on a special edition of the Taz Show. What's going on, Jamal? How you doing? Good, man. What's up with you, man? What's up with you? You tell me. What's going down? Hey, I just want to address two things here because I understand it's a busy night for you. Yes, sir. Um, first and foremost, it's great to see uh, the demon, Finn Balor. I haven't seen him in a while. Dude, was that not cool or what? How awesome was that? I, no one expected I thought that was awesome. Yeah, it was great. And, and you know, they do a great job of keeping the demon special. We special. Since, yeah. Uh, yeah. since the AJ match, which was great at TLC. Word. So yep, hopefully yep. he can get up the card. You know, he's better than than being in that position. He deserves to be back. Uh, in the amen to that, bud. Amen to that. I agree. And my second point, really quick. Um, really shocked tonight about the Becky Lynch Madoff turn. Really kind of shocked I, about that. I liked it. So for those that don't realize, that's a heel turn by Becky Lynch. Uh, she turned bad. Um, yes. Uh, dude, I got to tell you, I liked it. I, I Did you not like it? No, 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 no. It's not that I didn't like it. You were shocked. Becky, I think Becky could be a really good heel if you really let her be a heel, but personally, I thought Becky should have won the title because Charlotte already achieved so much. She doesn't really need the right. title, in my opinion. I thought maybe Becky should have won, and maybe, you know, Charlotte could have been the bitter, angry one and could have <laughs> went out from there. I get what you're saying, Jamal, and I, you know, and I think a lot of fans on social media would agree with you, and I appreciate the call, my friend. Thank you. And here's the thing. I tweeted during this match that I, I, I thought it was a great match that these three ladies had, and I really love the finish of the match. And, oh, my God, some people, not a lot, but some people were, like, ticked. And they were like, dude, that wasn't a great match. I I think it was more of people, it seemed like, were a little annoyed that Becky didn't win and that Charlotte won. Um, But, but see, a couple things. Charlotte, uh, I'm sorry, Becky losing and then turning heel was not good. It was awesome. And that's almost better than getting the title. Fans, sometimes fans get hung up where, you know, they get mad at a match because the person they want to win didn't win. But this is a business, and sometimes it's better not to get the title. I, I don't I, – look, I, I can't speak for Becky, but I would be shocked if she'd want to – if you gave her an option, if you said, Becky, we'll either keep you the same style character you are right now and we'll make you the champion tonight or – your best friend Charlotte will win. You'll look strong, but she's going to win. You're going to put her over and hug her at the end, all this jazz, and then you're going to turn on her, and you're going to beat the hell out of her. What do you want to do, Becky? I guarantee you she'd take option B because that's the better way to go because there's better longevity. It's reinventing herself. The thing with Becky Lynch, she's over so much that (laughs) everything she was doing, people were popping. I think some people resent Charlotte because she gets such a big push. 
Look, and for those that were, I was interacting with on Twitter, a couple of things real quick, like during the, the end of this match, I love the finish of the match. I You got to say something. I love great physical and the psychology of the finish. I love that. Going from the disarmor into the natural selection, boom, boom, boom. The way Charlotte did it, I love that kind of stuff. Okay, so when I say I love that, it's not that I'm, I don't get hung up in, I like that wrestler better and I want that wrestler to win. That's not my style. I don't give a rat's ass about that. I care about the physical psychology I'm watching. That's what I respect. Now, I had somebody say, oh, you're wrong or whatever. <laughs> That's not true. Or uh, it, the match wasn't great in the finish. And I'm paraphrasing this guy's tweet. And I was like, well, wait a minute. You know, this guy's basically telling me I'm a knucklehead and I know what I'm talking about. And I just put out a tweet that I like something. I was being positive. Next thing you know, the guys beat me up. And then I retaliated with the, well, how many bumps do you, have you taken? And then some people are like, well, why does he have to take bumps? Well, because that's kind of important. But, you know, wrestlers are, I'm sorry, fans are more than entitled and more than uh, allowed to have their opinions. So, of course, I was <laughs> being taken out of context because we're reading things on Twitter, which sucks, as we know. Twitter just is a horrible thing, but we all use it. And some people are obsessed with it. Uh, hey, uh, Noah in Alabama, you are on the Taz Show special edition. Uh, Noah, what's going on, Haas? Hey, what's up, Taz? Long time no talk, my man. What's going down? Long time, man. Yes, Doing sir. fantastic. Congrats on another great special, dude. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate that, man. What's going on, bro? <sighs> the AJ Styles Samoa Joe match, easily the best match on the whole card. Physical, they beat the tar out I of each was other. About to say, man, and they definitely did. And Joe hit that nerve, you know, with the wife thing. And dude, they they, they were laying it in. It was physical for sure. And uh, with the upcoming next pay per view, the Hell in a Cell, I definitely think it's going to be AJ and Joe inside the cell to close the show. They got to give us a finish, though, brother. They got to give us a finish. You know what I mean? The DQ thing, I don't think worked. It ticked off some people. But to your point, Noah. These two guys worked their rear ends off and worked very physical. Noah, thank you for the call. They worked very, very physical, and it, it, it resonated through. So uh, it was nice to see. Uh, you know, it was nice to see. But, I mean, you got a title on the line there, you know, and I do think that um, the DQ things, like, ugh. you know, I know it's tough. I mean, I know it's tough to, to come up with finishes. That, and, and, look, the thing – I think fans need to realize, too, when you see a disqualification finish or a count out or something like that or a screw job finish, as we call it, that is usually they're trying to protect each of the wrestlers, meaning they don't want to beat one of them. That's why that happens. But, you know, you got to be careful. We're in a day and age where you don't see that as much. And WWE uh, and, and a lot of you know, Ring of Honor, all these other companies, you know, very rarely happens. WWE, I don't think they do it that much, especially on big pay-per-views. I think they've been they they're pretty good at giving finishes. They they are, but they, they, they have two disqualifications. There was one in the uh, SmackDown tag titles where it was the New Day against the Bludgeon Brothers. Um, you know, I, I don't think they should have went that route. But all right, we're going to break here, kids. Uh, other side of break, uh, it'll be the top of the hour, and we'll get to uh, a jam-packed phone lines. If you're trying to get through, just be patient. You'll get through. I'll get to every call. I'll be at the 2 a.m. Eastern. Special edition Tash Show Talk with SummerSlam. Sit tight. Hey, guys, as you uh, enjoy this uh, edition of a SummerSlam special of the Taz Show, uh, as we, we react to what happened on SummerSlam and stuff like that, uh, I'd like to say, if you or someone you know is concerned about a veteran, please call the Veteran Crisis Line. 
Confidential support is available 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year for veterans and their families. Simply dial 800-273-8255. Please press the number one, or you can use the online chat function on veteranscrisisline.net, or you can also text, guys, 838-255. The Veterans Crisis Line is available to all veterans, even those not enrolled in VA healthcare. So please visit VeteransCrisisLine.net to learn more about recognizing signs of crisis or warning signs of suicide and how to respond to a veteran loved one in crisis. Again, 800-273-8255. Press the number one or use the online chat function on VeteransCrisisLine.net or you can text 838-255. I want the word. Doing this uh, little SummerSlam reaction show. I am Taz. Special edition right here of the Taz Show. So appreciate everybody listening. Phone lines are jammed. Been here for the past hour. I'll get to everybody on the phone. I promise. Be patient. We're coming to you live from the Quicken Loans Studios, National Mortgage Lending. Quicken Loans, apply simply, understand fully, and most most importantly, mortgage confidently. I want to thank uh, Ryan, who's uh, produced the show, uh, and uh, Brian McKean, who just left. He was running the board. So, Brian, thanks. See you down the road. And instead, we have Big Ike. Ike is running the boards now. Isaac is the man. He's very full of himself. And uh, uh, so that's the deal. We'll talk to Ike later on. Maybe have a question for him on a little MMA question. He's apparently an expert on this. But anyway, so we've been talking a lot about um, about Ronda Rousey, speaking of MMA, and that she just uh, became new Raw Women's Champion. Uh, talked about the, you know, the finish of the main event, which was, I, you know, I didn't jump into it deeply, but I will. I mean... You know, I, I, well, what the hell? I'll say it here. I, it just, I'm still a little confused because I, I, it seemed like Braun Strowman was, he was came out and he said before the match, he told Braun, I'm sorry, he told Brock and he told Roman Reigns, look, I do things face to face. And, uh, you know, I, I'm going to sit here and watch and then do things face to face. Basically, a very powerful and strong implication that he's going to cash in his money in the bank to move whomever was the victor. And and they did some physicality too, where you know Braun got bumped. He got hit by uh, he got hit by uh, Roman Reigns. And speaking of Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns defeated Brock. You know, and Brock looked pretty strong throughout the match, and Roman beat and Roman ended up beating him. And so Brock now goes off to UFC land, and it looked like Braun was going to cash in the money to bank, but that didn't happen. And uh, we have Roman as the champion, and everybody hates Roman. Uh, so it's kind of a little funky. Uh, and I'm sure they're gonna they're gonna clean it up tomorrow on Monday Night Raw. I promise you that. Again, uh, real quick, I don't have a problem with Roman Reigns at all. I, I've I've always put him over. I've always felt like he's an ultra talented guy, and he he's a riveting talent where, where he's over. People just just I don't care if you hate him or you love him, whatever. Um, people like him a lot. Uh, people love to hate him, like to hate him. It doesn't matter. He draws money. And again, folks, this is business, and it is about drawing money. I promise you that. 
So that is what it's all about at the end of the day. Uh, you can call the show if you want to jump in the game here a little bit. CBS Sports Radio toll-free line, 855-212-4227, is brought to you by GEICO. Great news. There's a quick way you can save money. Switch to GEICO. Go to GEICO.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 50% or more on car insurance. Let's talk to Colin in Wisconsin. You're on a special edition of the Taz Show with me, Taz. What's up, Colin? Hello. It's an honor being in your show, sir. You got it, my friend. What's going on? Not much. I'm happy to see Roman win because I'm a big Roman fan. Okay. I got two questions. When will Braun cash in, and what's going on with Asuka? I heard a rumor that she walked out on WWE during a meeting. Is that true? I, I, I you got to lower your uh, computer or whatever you're doing there because it's loud. Um, uh, you know, Colin, I, I, I heard a little scuttlebutt about about Asuka being maybe a tiny bit disgruntled, and that happens. I don't know if she really walked out on a meeting, but um, what was your first question? What was the first thing you stated? You stated? When will Braun cash in? Oh, uh, I, I, dude, I, I would not be shocked, Colin. Compl- I would not be shocked, and thank you for calling. I appreciate it. I would not be shocked if he cashed in tomorrow night. Uh, they, they have to. <laughs> they almost have to. This is Braun freaking Strowman. This guy is a killing machine. He's the monster among men. Rawr, that's Braun. Right? He's, oh, he's a crazy man. He's gigantic. He's got the beard. Everything. You got it. You can't you can't have him come out and imply strongly that he's gonna cash this thing in and he does things face to face. I'm not gonna do like everybody else does. I'm not gonna wait for my opponent or potential opponent, the champion, to be beaten down, then cash it in. Basically, I don't need those shortcuts. That that was the narrative he was putting out there. You gotta I I, I look, I I guess I gotta make a prediction. What the hell? I can't be on the fence. I guess he's going to case in a cash. I, I, I said, I'm saying I'm guess. I'm saying I'm guessing because I'm not in the agent meetings. I'm not in the bookie meetings. All right, the hell with it. I'll say he's cashing in tomorrow night. How about that? There it is. There it is. There it is. I was on the fence for about a minute. And now I'm off the fence. It happens that quick. That's how I do it. I don't play games. Uh, Anthony in Connecticut, you're on a special edition of the Taz Show right here on CBS Sports Radio. What's up, Ant? Hey, Taz, number one fan since the K-Rock tryout days. How you been, buddy? Up in Bethel, Connecticut, buddy. God, K-Rock, I remember that. Dude, that was years ago. Yeah, I call you all the time when you're on with your special shows. Uh, Bro, I've been hitting the head a lot. I don't remember that. But anyway, what's going on? Talk to (laughs) me. I know you sure have. (laughs) Bro, I got two questions for you real quickly. Number one, was AJ Hardway or was AJ, did he cut it up on the uh, head? You on the inside terms. I love it. Um, I, I think it was. Uh, he, I think he accidentally got his head split open. Uh, that that that's what some of the insider fans like Anthony would call a hard way. Yeah, right. he. I think. I don't think that. Um, I don't think that WWE's not looking for anyone to bleed. So yeah. we saw that twice, right? Tonight we saw Roman. Uh, not not Roman. I'm sorry. We saw. Uh, was it Roman earlier? We saw. Um, oh, Seth. I think it was Seth Rollins, right? Yeah, it was Seth. Yeah, yeah, Seth, and we saw. Uh, we saw AJ. Yeah, no, dude. I don't. I don't think that. Um, I don't think that that was uh, him using any sort of a uh, device. Now, Taz, I got real quickly. As a guy that grew up at the Elks Lodge in Queens, the craziest place to ever watch wrestling. Okay, you're not kidding. <clears throat> As a guy like that that grew up there like that, let me ask you a question real quickly. After I watched Gargano and Ciampa on Saturday Night NXT, that hardcore match, that crazy match, that basically stole the whole weekend, in my opinion. You know, I'm looking forward to when Triple H eventually takes over WWE because that match, I don't know how you top that match or top the weekend with with that uh, with that show that they put on Saturday you, you night. You can't. That NXT TakeOver show in Brooklyn um, was epic. It was awesome. And, Ant, I appreciate the call. Um, listen, uh, I, 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 I have to agree in regards to Triple H. He, he gets it. He... Um, 
Uh, I, I talked about this on the podcast that I dropped Friday, you know, doing a little NXT TakeOver preview, which um, I was wrong on several predictions. I really did not do well. But um, it's tough to predict. It's like predicting the end of a movie. You know, there are writers that are in a movie. That's how it is predicting pro wrestling. So your Boomer Esaias has said that to me once here at CBS Sports Radio at WFAN. He says, ah, how the hell do you make predictions on, on pro wrestling? I go, I don't know, but I do it. I said, sometimes I'm right, sometimes I'm wrong. I mean, <laughs> but the thing is, like, I, I think that um, I think they, they um, uh, you know, for me, NXT, what they do, how they're doing it, and I said this on Friday on a podcast I dropped on the Taz Show, they do an amazing job. Uh, and uh, Triple H at the helm, and he's got he's got Shawn Michaels there riding with him. Hello, I mean, uh, book and finishes. Hello, We're two of the best minds ever, uh, two of the better workers of all time. Um, these guys know how to draw money, and and they know what they're doing. And and Triple H has mastered taking less is more. The less is more concept. We're gonna put out whatever it was. I don't know, five, six matches, whatever hell it is. Give it the right amount of time. And we're going to get that son of a gun over. And that's exactly what they do with NXT. And Gargano and Ciampa together, dude, those guys, their chemistry is epic, as epic can be. There's no doubt about that. Uh, let's talk to the Chan Man out there in the West Coast in Los Angeles. Chan Man, you're on the Taz Show. What's up, Haas? Yeah, love you. Congrats <laughs> on the special. How are you? Thank you, my man. What's going on, buddy? Long time no talk. Yeah, long time no talk. Yeah, I'll, I'll be calling uh, a lot more the Taz and the Moose now that we got the football season going because I love football season. Awesome. Just I don't love- put over Moose. Just put me over. That's the key. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Taz is number one. Moose is like 100. And, nah, that's uh, all right. No, no, he could be number two. That's all right. What's going on, bro? Talk I'll to be, me. It'll be number two or three or four or five. But I love Taz number one first. Nah, thank you, man. I, and on behalf of Moose, thank you. He would be happy to hear that. So what's up, man? Uh, yeah, but I do love the Taz and the Moose, though, but the Taz show I love as well. Thank and you. And congratulations on the special. It's a beautiful thing. Thank you. Oh, man, no, it's awesome. I mean, I, I, I got to thank, you know, the, the bosses here at CBS Radio, uh, CBS Sports Radio, I should say, and at WFAN and Entercom. You know, it's, they're the ones that pull pull the trigger on it to do it. And, you know, I've been doing it now. Watch, yeah, I mean, like three, four years or whatever, three. I don't even know how long we've been doing these, you know, for a while. Yeah, it's been a few, it's been a few years. And then plus uh, when uh, CBS or WFAN, FAN wants to promote it. They don't want to mention Taz and just say, yeah. oh, hey, uh, CBS yeah. and WF, we have a, a SummerSlam special. Yeah, Watch it, or tonight, <laughs> they don't mention the Taz. I was surprised. Yeah. I, they, they, they put over the show, and they didn't mention the host. I don't know. Thank you, whoever, whoever runs the Twitter account. Thanks for that. Uh, that was really nice. <laughs> Chairman, appreciate the call, man. Good to hear from you, my friend. Uh, long time, no talk right there. He used to another regular caller from the Taz show when I was daily, for sure. Hey, John in Maine, you're on a special edition of the Taz show. What's going on, man? Yeah, I love the special edition show. I think it's a great extension of the WWE universe, and I have been listening from the very beginning. Thank you, John. Um, Thank you. So, you know, listening to you talk, I agree. I had no problem seeing Roman Reigns win. I mean, I bought a ticket to a house show, front row seat. I've seen this guy compete, and he's an incredible talent. So, yep. you know, I think many of the other fans in the crowd tonight didn't have a problem with that either when it happened. Right. Um, and, I, you know, when I was on hold, I changed my mind. I was going to say that AJ Styles and Samoa Joe was the best match of the night, but I think that uh, the Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch, yep. and Carmella, Carmella. Was probably the yeah, that was probably the best match of the night. Uh, dude, I have to tell you now. I, I don't know if you heard me earlier. I was talking about this. I, I, I 
I, I think it might be my favorite, too. I love the match, and I love the finish. And, you know, some people on Twitter completely disagree with me. I, and like I said earlier, I think because they wanted Becky to w- actually win the match. And what I was saying earlier, dude, she won the game in essence because she's turned heel, man. She's She's got, like, and the thing they got to be careful with her because she's got so much fire, no pun intended, that she can be that heel that's more of a baby face, which they got to watch because you don't want that right out of the box with, with a talent. And she's over it, and people were waiting. I just think people wanted, uh, the people in Brooklyn wanted to see Charlotte, you know, get beat up also by, um, you know, by Becky, which but which I don't understand because I'm a huge Charlotte fan. I think she's great. So what else is up? Well, I, I, I thought that was great. I thought that the heel turn was kind of reminiscent of when uh, The Rock turned on the Nation of Domination. The crowd loved it. They, they did. didn't mind the heel turn That's at all. That's what I'm saying, yeah. Yeah, so, because I don't think there a lot of people wanted her to win, meaning Charlotte. Right, exactly. And uh, so that, that really worked the storyline there. I thought the WWE did a great job working some of the storylines tonight right out of the gate with the Seth Rollins match, with the Daniel Bryan and Miz match. Overall, it didn't allow the pay-per-view to get boring. and right. It was a really long pay-per-view, and they do a great job at doing that. I thought it was a great show tonight. John, is it snowing yet in Maine? Not yet. It's, it's, it's kind of chilly tonight, but honestly, it's cooled off. <laughs> it's, it's chilly here in New York, but uh, John, appreciate the call there, Hosta. Very nice of you. Uh, yeah, it's, it's it's Maine, right? So you figure it's always snowing in Maine, right? I mean, that's kind of you're up in Maine. It's it's more or less Canada. I wrestled in Maine. Um, yeah, I I have a lot of I don't want to say these negative comments about well, what I mean, just stop. I'm gonna get crazy. <laughs> Because I can do that. I can get crazy. Uh, yeah, who we got here? Uh, Nando in uh, in Queens right here in New York. You're on a special edition of Taz Show. What's up, Nando? Good moment, Taz. How's everything? Congratulations one more time on the show. Thank you, buddy. Not much, man. Um, just got home maybe an hour ago from Brooklyn. Been, uh, was there two nights in a row. Got to give love to NXT. And being in the atmosphere tonight, man, I was I popped. When uh, Becky did the Madoff, that oh, was great. That heel turn by Becky was definitely awesome for sure. Thank you for calling, Nando. Much appreciated. Yeah, man, I, I, I that's what I'm th- I, I'm feeling that people are digging this match more. The more they're hearing me talk, I don't, I don't want to act like I'm turning people to like the match, but that Charlotte, Carmella, Becky thing, and that heel turn at the end. I mean, come on, really? Was the heel turn bigger than maybe Charlotte winning the title? I mean, really, that's what you got to think about. I mean, and what about Paul Carmelo and this whole thing? <laughs> no one's even talking about her. So, but there's still a lot to cover here uh, on this special edition of the Taz Show here, talking SummerSlam. And we're going to get into uh, some more depth. We got, like I said, a ton of phone calls. The phone's ringing nonstop. We'll get to everybody. Mike Johnson from PW Insider. He'll be on a little later on. Taz Show, be right back. All right, guys, hopefully you're enjoying this edition of uh, SummerSlam React with me, Taz, and you're enjoying this edition of the Taz Show as you interact with me about SummerSlam. And, uh, guys, look, everyone knows about the risk of drunk driving. Uh, You could get in a crash. uh, People could get hurt or killed. uh, But that still doesn't stop everyone, unfortunately. You could could get arrested. You, You could incur a gigantic, a huge legal expense. And you could possibly lose your job. I mean, really, uh, we all know the consequences of driving drunk. But one thing's for sure, you're wrong if you think it's no big deal. Drive sober or get pulled over. And think about it. 
We're on the cusp of Labor Day here. People are going to have a good time and party and stuff like that. That's fine. Get yourself a cab. Get a taxi. Be smart. Be smart. Because like I said, one thing is for sure. You're wrong if you think it's no big deal. Drive sober or get pulled over. Uh, uh, yeah, back here, Tasha. Do a little special uh, SummerSlam reaction. Phones have been jamming. And I'm uh, going to be here until uh, 2 a.m. Eastern Time on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, also on Sirius M- XM Channel 206. And then when you call next, if the lines are jammed, let me know how you listen. I'm curious. Uh, you might be listening on radio.com. And by the way, for those that don't hear the whole broadcast today, it's important to so pay attention. Pay attention! Okay? This show will drop as a podcast tomorrow, 7 a.m. Eastern, in its entirety. Okay? The whole thing. So if you missed any of it, you'll get it tomorrow. You go to uh, TazShow.com, you can get it. Radio.com, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your your podcast, you can get this show. That's how this works. Okay. Uh, 855-212-4227. Who we got? Uh, Ebister in Lewisburg. I'm sorry. Take two. (laughs) I messed up your first name. Say your name for me. Say your name for me. All right, well, it's actually Chris Hester, but my Twitter handle was EBI Hester. I was the guy you were talking to about the Charlotte. Oh, yeah, Carmella yeah, yeah. How you doing? How are you, man? Um, I'm having a good night. How about you? Good. But wait, you were the guy that was mad at me for what? I get a lot of people mad at me no, on wait. Twitter. No, I wasn't, I wasn't oh. mad at you. I think I, think, uh, I might have been mistaken, and you might have been mistaken. I was the one that asked you to explain to me how it was a great match because I thought it was a decent match. Oh, all right, right, And right, that's right. when you followed up with, I hadn't had any You didn't bumps, take any bumps. It, yeah, it, you it got totally it. gotten. Yeah, it got out of here. <laughs> Twitterverse got a hold of it. Amen. That's what happens, right? That's what happens. It certainly does. Yeah, no, look, dude, here's the thing. Wrestling fans are more than entitled to have their – I'm not like that much of an arrogant ass. Wrestling fans are more than entitled to obviously have tons of opinions, no doubt about it. What I meant was I like the match. And when I say I like a match, right, um, what I mean is I'm not not necessarily – I don't get wrapped up all the time. Sometimes I do in the storyline of the overview story. And I get wrapped up in the psychology, the physical, the physicality, the way the finish is done. The, the, that's what I loved at the end of the day about that match, the way they went um, you know, from the disarmor into the natural selection, the way they did the physicalness of that is not that easy. The timing of that, that's what I like. Oh, agreed. That's agreed. what I like. Yeah, that's what I and, like. And I – and um, and I don't know how deep into the comments you read. I'm sure you have a million other things going on. But I agree. I, the the heel turn was was done. That was good, right? I know. I thought it was good too. I liked it a lot. Carmella played the little deceiving, whiny heel to a T. She's she great. Crushed it. She's great. My only issue was there were a couple spots like when Charlotte did the. I mean, now listen. I'm a five foot nine, hundred and fifty pound bowler. Who am I going to question anybody's athleticism? Hey, I respect but, bowling. Bowling's no joke. Appreciate that. <laughs> and I mean that. Yeah, uh, when she did the flip uh, moonsault to the outside, clearly missed Becky by enough that Becky, I don't I don't know how you play that off as a non-wrestler, but, I mean, she Well, well here, 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 Hold on. Now, here's the thing, just so Go you ahead. understand, right? So I've never done moonsaults on that, but I could tell you, if you've looked at my, I've catched, I've caught tons of guys and caught knees in the face, uh, you know, guys, uh, rear ends hit me in the side of the head, uh, right. flying forearms coming up. The, I've caught guys. Sometimes mm-hmm. I've missed guys. I've always given up my body for someone. So what I mean by that is 
when someone does any kind of a flip and they're in mm-hmm. there, okay, like when Charlotte did that, dude, it's not on her. It's on the people catching her. So that's oh, the first thing. That, so you, she has no control of her body. Okay, totally so agreed. now the people on the floor, in that case, uh, it was Carmella, Becky. That, now maybe their timing was off. That could happen because it's a dangerous spot. There were several, mm-hmm. there were several dangerous spots and crazy dangerous spots that ring. That's why when you were saying it was sloppy, it was this, and I'm paraphrasing because, you know, I, I didn't agree. That's, yeah, there were some things that were off time, but that happens, you know. That's all. That's part of the – you know what it is, dude? Like, I don't think every match should be perfect. Like, you know, your first name's Chris. I'm sorry. Tell me your first name again. It is. It Chris, is. Yes, sir. Chris, I don't get wrapped up like in that. I believe in some matches should have some clunkiness to it. I really believe in that. The whole botch thing, I don't get wrapped up in that, dude. I'm not telling you how to think. I'm telling you as a guy who's trained guys – and girls, and a guy who's been a, who's, who's wrestled everywhere for a long time, and a guy who's been a commentator for years, and I've 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 been to the dance and stayed at the dance, and I'm just telling you that not every match, matches in general, don't need to be. You go watch matches in Japan; they're not all smooth, dude. Those Japanese strong oh, no, style means they're kicking each other's ass, right? You know, absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. So so it's all good, Chris, and I, I appreciate you calling, my friend. Thank you so much. See, that's nice. You have a little dispute with a man on Twitter. And the guy has the chutzpah to get on a hook and call. I respect that guy in Louisville, Kentucky. I like that. That's what that's what that's what it needs to be. You know what? Everybody's tw- this is a new thing I have. Everyone's Twitter handle should have their phone number, legit phone. Imagine this, their legit phone number on in their Twitter bot. Because you like you can't lie. It has to. You watch how less of any kind of tension you'd have then on the Twitter muscles. And this guy didn't do that. This guy was actually cool. It was not a big deal. Chris uh, in Louisville. So uh, nice of him to call. That was cool. Uh, hey, let's go to South Bend, Indiana. Hey, Nick, what's going on, man? You're on with Taz, special edition of the Taz Show. What's going on, buddy? What's going on, Taz? How are you, brother? Good, man. Nice to talk to you. Nice talking to you. What's going on? Hey, so uh, love the pay-per-view. Uh, after the last couple, it just seemed like the – I don't remember if his last one, the one before that, seemed a, a lot more towards the heels. A um, little sloppy tonight, like people were saying, but overall. But I wanted to get your take on um, what you thought of the uh, what happened with uh, uh, Braun Strowman keeping the money in the bank. I, I, right. I really thought that after all this stuff that uh, KO had been put through, and I was happy with how how everything ended. It was it was a turn. It was definitely a twist, but. I you're talking, about, you're talking about the main event with Braun not cashing in. You're talking about that, right? Well, I was, I'm talking about KO not getting the uh, not getting the the money in the bank contract, and then him having the opportunity to cash in. That's how my friends and I all thought it was going to go, and we thought I thought he was going to get the payoff after all the stuff that he's been through with uh, Braun the past. You know? oh, oh, Kevin Owens, KO. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I didn't hear. You. I'm sorry. Well, dude, that that's I didn't even get into talking about that yet, bro. Nick, I gotta tell you, I was shocked. How they basically just had Braun buzz right through Kevin Owens. Shocked. You know, um, because to your point, they really built this up well. That there was a great chance that, you know, I got hooked like, like a fan would be hooked in essence. Uh, you would think, ah, you know, you've been to the... I, I was hooked. I was hooked thinking, man, there's a chance that Kevin Owens they might win this thing. Maybe before they got into the match. And then it was like, a, he just he, it, more or less, he squashed Kevin. I was shocked. Shocked. I, I was, was too. I was Crazy. Dis- disappointed in that. Uh, Nick, thank you for calling. Appreciate it. Yeah, I was very shocked at that. I, I did not expect that because they had a cool little stipulation on there. 
And they did. They showed the the, the uh, package earlier of you know of Kevin Owens going to Stephanie. I mean, like on Raw, and, and Kurt Angle was there, and Stephanie said, "No, no, I like your idea, Kevin Owens. Let's let's do this deal where if you win, you know, you get the money in the bank contract." It put Kevin Owens in a good light. And then what they did was basically tonight on on SummerSlam was had Kevin just get guzzled, guzzled. Um, you know, uh, uh, he had one offensive move. I think Michael Cole even mentioned that. Um, and then it was all Braun. I mean, a very cool stipulation, but I felt like it didn't mean much because the, the, the heel had no offense at all. And then Braun just, you know, buzzed right through. You know, it just was uh, it was wacky a little bit. Hey, Matt, New Jersey, you're on a special edition of the Taz Show with Taz. What's going on, buddy? Taz, my man, thanks for taking my call. You got it, bro. I'm coming back from SummerSlam, man. It was a great show. Well, uh, how, did, you have, did you have good seats? Where were you sitting? You know what, man? I brought my eight-year-old daughter, who's who's, who's out in the back seat. But uh, right. we were we were on the, in the floor, like ten rows back. So it was a little rough for her to see, but it nice. was cool because we were right by the entrance. Oh, that's cool. She must have loved that. That's awesome. So what? Yeah, so how did yeah, it feel? Yeah. I'm just curious. Being in the building, see, was a good energy energy in there? You know what? I got to tell you, man. You know, I've been to the, every SummerSlam at the Barclays, and this was the best one, man. It was a lot of fun, and and, and I was real nervous that we were going to get like. I thought they were going to crap on the main event, like like Goldberg and Lesnar right. at WrestleMania 20. Right. Because these guys are both so unlikable. You know, but they, it was such a good show, and they gave us so much up until that point that, like, we were like the guys in my section, and, and they're all like Roman Hayes. Like, we, we don't care, man. You know, this show has been so awesome. The last show we were all at was like Backlash, and, and we walked out of the main event because it was horrible. Yeah, horrible. Yeah. The whole show was horrible. This show was phenomenal. Top to bottom, you got the and Matt, but Matt, yeah. check check it out, bro. And I believe it. That now, I thought it was good, but now, if you go back and watch it on WWE Network, I don't know if it was the way the audience was mic'd. I or maybe it was my. I mean, I have a pretty good laptop. I use all the time, and I was watching the show on that and on my phone. It didn't seem like you guys were loud, but I think it was the way the show, the, the audience was mic'd for the most part. I do think that was the issue. When you watch it back, I think you'll see what I mean. But I believe you that it was awesome um, because it seemed like, you know, people were popping, but it didn't seem loud. Like, yeah. You know, but I, no, I believe you, Matt, and, and I appreciate you calling. Thanks so much. Uh, very nice. All right, we're going to get a sports update here in a second from my man Greg, and then we'll get to back to these busy calls here. The phones are ringing off the hook. We got Mike Johnson coming up a little bit here. Uh, he's from PW Insider. Kind of traffic uh, these people are in leaving the Barclays Center of Brooklyn. It's got to be nuts. They got to still be in traffic. You think they're still in traffic? All right, they're still in traffic. You think? Yes, no? Maybe. I'm a subway guy. Don't get hot. Ryan, they in traffic? What do you think? It's always New York, so probably. Especially to add the Barclays, unless you're taking mass transit. I don't really know. Hear this song, Ike? Don't ever play it again. <laughs> ever. Ever! Yes, sir. <laughs> Usually I bump into you early in the morning when you're leaving working on Amy's show, and then I'm coming in with doing with my broadcast colleague. His name is the Moose. So yeah, that's usually what's happening. But it's great to see you there, Mike. Uh, Mike in Alabama, you're on a special edition of the Taz Show right here, talking about SummerSlam. What do you say, Big Mike? Man, Taz it is honored to actually talk with you, sir. Thank I you, greatly you. appreciate you letting me on here right now. Appreciate that, my friend. What's going on, bro? Dude, I got to say, like, this weekend was probably the best weekend WWE has ever produced with NXT and SummerSlam, just because of the way that SummerSlam was booked. 
and the way the squash matches worked and everything just worked out beautifully. So I, and granted, I've been a, I like, I'm a huge Strowman mark, but him not winning the title night the way, the way it went, man, it, it, it just went out beautifully. And hey, Mike, I got to ask you a question, dude, I got to ask you a question, bro. How like, okay. So I appreciate that. You're a big fan of Braun Strowman. That's awesome. I love him too. I think he's awesome. I do. I, I you know, I felt like, like I was saying earlier, I was a little perplexed. I was a little surprised because it was like he came out, he was going to cash it in, and then, like, he didn't. He took a bump, got knocked down by Roman Reigns. Next year, you know, Braun Strowman, I'm sorry, uh, um, Rome, uh, Brock Lesnar loses. He was holding a chair, he gets hit with the spear, boom, boom, boom. Match is over, Roman Reigns is champ, and Braun didn't do anything. I was shocked. What happened? Well, because because Lesnar threw the briefcase all the way up to the entrance way. Oh yes, so, I, mean, but Mike, I have, I have I, no problem no, with but, that. No, at but all. Mike, Mike, I understand he threw the briefcase, but the way you book it, and Mike, thank you for calling. I appreciate it. The way you book it is you don't have Brock throw the briefcase and you let Braun cash it in right there. But no, they're gonna cash. It. I think he's gonna cash it in. Tomorrow night on Raw. If you listen to the podcast version of this, it's already probably is tomorrow night. Uh, let's talk to Terry in Amarillo, Texas. Uh, Terry, you're on a special edition of the Taz Show with Taz. What's up, Terry? Uh, first of all, it's a pleasure to talk to you. Knowing the uh, history you had with uh, your Terry Funk right here in Amarillo, Texas, our living legend. He's the man. I love Terry Funk. And and I've, I've been honored Terry, I've been fortunate to actually be at the Double Cross Ranch several of us years ago. We were doing a show uh, down there in Amarillo many years ago. And well, it was, I'll tell you. Yeah, it was awesome. I'll tell you, we have a lot of um, people don't know. You know, we've had Ziggy Hood, who's come out of Amarillo. But out of everybody, if you mention Amarillo, Texas, the first one I think of is Terry Funk. No doubt, bro. No doubt, man. The Desperado himself. He's the man. What's going on, buddy? Talk yes, to me. Sir. What I, what I want to call and ask you um, – what do you think is going on with WWE? Why do you think they're trying to shove Roman Reigns down our throat? And not only that, I just don't get the ending of that match. How many other spears did Brock take? And he didn't kick out. You know, he kicked out of the rest of them. But that last one, he couldn't kick out of it. Terry, hold on. Let me tell you why. The reason why that, just the psychology, just so you understand, I'll teach you right here, and everybody listen, everybody on hold, all people listen on the radio all over the country and everywhere, whatever. The reason why the psychology is why that particular spear by Roman worked on Brock was because Roman had his back turned, he had a chair in his hand, I believe, and um, and he was looking towards the entranceway, at, at looking at Braun or whatever he was doing, looking at the briefcase he threw, whatever it was, and as he turned around, so in essence, he really got caught by surprise by that spear. I'm not making excuses. I'm just telling you the way wrestlers book finishes. Okay. That's the reason why that happened right there. Um, and Terry, uh, I appreciate your call, no, no doubt. Uh, 855-212-4227 if you want to call the show. Talk about SummerSlam, feel free. I am Taz, special edition of the Taz Show. Uh, we're rocking and rolling here. Phone lines have been just jamming. Uh, so it's been awesome talking to everybody across the country and everywhere. So, hey, Philip, Philip in California. You're on uh, with Taz right here, special edition of the Taz Show on CBS Sports Radio. What do you say, Philip? What's up, Taz? Yeah, it's me, Philip, calling in from Galt. Um, I want to say the two best matches at SummerSlam I thought was Intercontinental Championship match with Seth Rollins. The first match of the Dolph night was, was very good. I agree. 
Yeah, yeah, you touched on that. And Seth Rollins, he's like a workhorse. He goes to work, and he's a good wrestler. He's a pro, just like Paul Ziegler, too. And uh, I want to congratulate um, uh, Ronda Rousey. And she now here's some sports and wrestling knowledge for you. She is becomes one of like three people to hold the UFC championship and uh, WWE championship. WWE championship with uh, Ken Shamrock. He held the Intercontinental Championship, not the heavyweight championship. He held the UFC belt, and then of course Brock Lesnar now. Uh, um, Ronda Rousey. And then let me tell you real quick, guys, I went to Stockton Con. It's a big comic con over here. And I got to give a shout out to the great Hall of Famer Sting. He was there yesterday. Yeah. He took a picture. And I also bought an uh, action figure. Speaking of, I bought one of you and Ken Shamrock. And I think you guys would make a good tag team. You guys would be submissive. Yeah. I love Ken Shamrock, dude. I, I remember Ken Shamrock. I met him one time. I met him in San Diego, uh, you know, I was working for WWE, and he was done with WWE at that time, Philip. And uh, thank you for calling my, fr- for my friend. I, um, um, I, I was, um, I remember I was, where was it? It was in, uh, it was in San Diego, like I just said. Sorry, I had a little brain uh, issue there. Um, and Ken, you know, real quick story for those that don't know, before we get back to talking SummerSlam. When I first was talking with WWE, when I when I came in there in 2000, this was in 1999 when we were negotiating, not negotiating, we were figuring out the creative. At the time, Vince Russo was the writer. And one of the pitches was, one of the things that I was going to do was come in there and take over that. Remember, for those that remember, Ken Shamrock had that, um, I don't remember what it was called, like a lion, maybe it was the lion's den, whatever his gimmick little cage was he had at the Raw events, I think it was Raw, I was supposed to take that over, like beat him. Because he was going to go on and train for MMA, so that was supposed. That was one of the things on the, on the docket for me to do when I came in, but it didn't happen uh, for whatever reason. We went a diff- they went a different direction, but um, and well, Russo left. But 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 anyway, uh, but Ken Shamrock, I dude, I remember Ken Shamrock when he was he wrestled under the name Vince Torelli as a pro wrestler. So before he was in WWE, this was. This was uh, this might have been right around or before, right around when he was working for an, uh, um, a shoot uh, shoot fight company called Pancrase. And um, Ike, I know you're a big MMA enthusiast and you're an expert. You familiar with Pancrase back in the day? Boss Rutten. That's Look about it. Look at you, dude. Let me tell you, if you go back, you could, I don't know where you could find tapes or whatever DVDs or stuff on YouTube, whatever the hell it is, and watch some of that stuff. Now nah, it was a work. But listen, I, it was they were so ahead of their time. This was in like the mid to late '90s. Boss Rutten was awesome in that. Shamrock was in. There was a lot of really good guys in this thing. But anyway, so Shamrock he he went, he was working under the name Vince Torelli in probably the Mid Atlantic states down there, and uh, was tremendous. Uh, I, you know, had a great physique on him, like like he always did. And um, yeah, man, I, yeah, that's cool. That guy had my action figure. He said in Stockton and Shamrocks. So I don't know who would win the fight in an action figure fight. I don't know, really. I, I, yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, hey, uh, Russell, Russell, you are in Long Island. Uh, what's going on, man? Uh, special edition of the Taz Show with me, Taz. What do you say, Russ? Uh, pleasure to be on the show, Taz. Uh, Lo- nice hey, dude, lower you. your lower your radio, bro, because I can hear it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sorry. That's uh, all right. What's going on, dude? But, but, uh, what did you think about the Miz Daniel Bryan match? <sighs> well, it's funny. Um, I, it, it needed to be physical, and it was. Uh, and that, that a lot of that came from Daniel Bryan. It was physical. He was physical in a big, big way. 
He really, you know, for those that know Daniel Bryan, Russell, and know his history when he was Bryan Danielson and Ring of Honor and all the stuff he's done, right. he's always had, right, as you know, that I'm sure you know, that Japanese strong style, right or wrong. And he still does, dude. And he brought it heavy. It was physical. I I don't even mind the gimmick finish, you know, where Maurice handed Miz something in the, in the audience, and then and that's how Miz won. I think it's good that Miz won because, uh, Russ, the story – you see him sitting with with uh, with the uh, I don't I always get confused which Bella he's married to Daniel Bryan which one is it Nikki or um, I don't know which one but one of the Bellas and he's sitting back there and he's complaining Daniel Bryan he's pissed off oh my God I had my chance this is bad he was all mad he's throwing the ice packet that's good stuff they're going somewhere with this so I in long answer form to you I don't mind I don't mind that Miz one Miz he's the workhorse Miz is the best talker they got. Miz works his rear end off. Miz is underrated. Uh, I like that Miz won this match. You did not? I was happy. I was actually there, and I was rooting for the Miz, one of the, like, ten people in the audience, because I kind of liked the idea of what they were going with, the with the furthering the whatever you could do, I could do better with them going back and forth with the different matches. And you could tell Maurice was going to be involved because they, they showed her, and she's sitting there ringside the whole time. Yeah. I thought it was good. You get the brass knuckles in, and honestly, I mean, I thought it was a great match, and they keep on... You know, they further that story, and they, like you said, they open up the chance for at maybe WrestleMania. They have Brie Bella and Daniel Bryan versus right. Miz and Maurice. And oh, no doubt. Tag or somewhere. No doubt, because you heard it's Brie, right? Brie's the now. Wait, Daniel Bryan's married to Brie, or is he? Uh, Cena's not married, so Daniel Bryan's married to Brie. Yeah, I, I, yes, I don't. He's married to Brie. Yeah, I right. don't know people's love lives. Um, so that's yeah. the problem, Russ. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, you could even in that pre that gimmick they did backstage when he threw the ice packet. Russ, thank you for the call. You heard, you know, you heard uh, Bree say, "I can't." I'm paraphrasing. She's like, uh, you know, I can't stand Marisa, whatever she said. You know, something like that. So yeah, they're definitely setting up some kind of a tag gimmick for sure um, with that, which I think is good. I think that works. I think that's cool. Uh, let's talk to Mark in Detroit. Mark, you're on a special edition of the Taz Show right here on CBS Sports Radio. What's going on, Mark? Uh, good moment, Taz. Been been with you since Facebook Live and all that. Oh all wow, that Mark. Thank you, buddy. Thank you, man. Appreciate it, brother. What's going on? Yeah, uh, Russ kind of stole a little bit of my thunder. I was going <laughs> to. I'll get into the Miz thing, but okay. one thing, real real quick. Do uh, you think they brought out Braun during the Brock and Roman match? Just so the fans wouldn't hijack. I mean, you obviously heard them saying you both suck. Right. Even right. Braun came out, but you think that's yeah they brought out Braun oh, yeah. just so they didn't yeah, hijack. Yeah, Mark, it. Mark, definitely, dude. Yeah, no, Braun. Listen, he meaning Braun. He he was basically. Um, how do I? I'm trying to give you an analogy. He, yeah, he was uh, not the eye candy, but he was like, you know, <laughs> that's kind of wacky, right? He, um, yeah. I don't think anyone's ever looked at Braun as your eye candy. Thank you. Um, yeah. <laughs> now right, I'll Kyle. rip your arm off and beat you up with your own arm. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Thanks for calling, dude. Yeah, no, I, I think he definitely. They they had Braun come out there as a little hook to keep your attention, keep the audience lined up, not to like freak out too much once. I, Roman win. I, I really think. I mean, I know a lot of you guys are listening. You were at the show, so call because I'm curious. Because I, I know a lot of you guys called already, and I should have asked some of you guys. Um, was there a feel like in the building once Braun came out, even once Brock and Roman wrestled? Was there a feel that Braun was going to cash it in? Was that feel in the building? 
because it translates different when you're in the building as opposed to watching at home or watching in a bar while you're pounding beers and just drinking vodka. You know, there's a big difference, you know, when you're, when you're at the building. So call the show if you were at the event, uh, 855-212-4227. I want to know what the feel was. If people felt like in the building, oh, man, bronze cashing in right after Brock or Roman wins this thing. All right, so just give the call, uh, give the show a call for one, 855-212-427. I'll take more of your calls. A lot of folks are on hold. Got Mike Johnson coming up from PW Inside in a little while. Tash Show, be right back. All right, guys, as you're rocking and rolling through this edition of a SummerSlam special uh, with me, Taz, uh, support for the Taz Show comes directly from our friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. So they understand that the home plays a big role in your life and family, and that's why they created Rocket Mortgage. Rocket Mortgage gives you the confidence you need when it comes to buying a home or refinancing your existing home loan, I should say. <laughs> and it's simple, as you know. And it's uh, it's very convenient. So and, and it has its trusted partners that will allow you to share your financial information with Rocket Mortgage. And at a simple touch of a button, uh, you, you, you get everything done for you. And in addition to getting a real mortgage approval in minutes, you can even adjust the rate and length of your loan in real time to make sure you're getting the right solution for you. Like I said, the best part with Rocket Mortgage, guys, it's simple. We've had listeners uh, and supporters of the Taz Show get mortgages through Rocket Mortgages, uh, Rock, Rocket Mortgage, just say Rocket Mortgage, and they are ecstatic. Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans apply simply, understand fully, mortgage confidently. To get started, please go to rocketmortgage.com slash Taz. That's rocketmortgage.com slash T-A-Z. Equal housing lender, licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org, number 3030. Rock and roll. I've been sitting here for a couple hours talking about SummerSlam, big event, WWE. Hello, I'm Taz, by the way. This is a special edition of the Taz Show. We're coming to you live from the Quicken Loan Studios, National Mortgage Lender. Quicken Loans apply simply, understand fully, and mortgage confidently. Yeah, so like I was saying, just coming out here, spitting some wrestling, talking about some SummerSlam special edition right here, CBS Sports Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 206. Maybe you're listening on one of the great affiliates, uh, CBS Sports Radio affiliates across this great country. Or maybe listen to the podcast version, which will drop, uh, which did drop, I should say, uh, if you listen to this in past tense. <laughs> kind of weird push. Uh, but uh, 7 a.m. Uh, Eastern, it will drop on Apple Podcasts and on Radio.com. By the way, I was talking earlier because uh, a lot of people were telling me and sending me little photos, little funky photos. Uh, WWE Storytime, a little gimmick they do on the uh, WWE Network, a little animation deal. Um, yeah, I was on there. Yeah, it was nice. Uh, a little a story of myself talking about Michael Cole when he basically ripped Vince McMahon and didn't know Vince was listening. So you guys could check it out on WWE, uh, WWE Network. So, yeah, I guess, uh, yeah, that's nice. I was um, 
yeah, I recorded these on cameras a while back, but it's nice that they uh, they pumped it out there. It's very cool. So, uh, so like I said, we've been talking a lot about some. So we got um, we got Mike Johnson coming up, coming up in a little bit. Mike is from PW Insider, a, a mainstay on the Taz Show on my podcast again, which po- drops three days a week. Doing a lot of talking about, like I said, SummerSlam. We talked about the main event a lot. Uh, about Braun Strowman not cashing in the money in the bank. Uh, I talked earlier, way earlier, about in this particular broadcast about Ronda Rousey. She won the Raw Women's title from Alexa Bliss. I'll get into that a little bit more also. Uh, first, let's talk to uh, Ahmed in Virginia. You are on a special edition of the Taz Show on CBS Sports Radio. Ahmed, how are you? Oh, I'm doing well, brother. Thank you so much. You got it. What's going on, man? Hey, uh, so first and foremost, uh the match, like like SummerSlam was nice and all, but 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 I was really disappointed about it because you know on Saturday night we had the NXT event mm. and that was a, that was an amazing event with everything. But this one, it was just the first match was great, but then after that, I just felt like the booking and every every match after that was just horrible. I didn't like the Ronda Rousey part. I didn't. I thought uh, she should have she should have won the title, and uh, Natalia should have went heel. Let me ask you a question. I, I, I don't mind the heel part about Natalia. I, I actually thought she was going to when I saw her hugging Ronda Rousey. Um, I really thought she, and I, and I agree, uh, you know, because it felt like the right time to do that with her, but they didn't. No, but here's the thing. Do you think, Ahmed, it's a little bit of a stretch when you say that the show was horrible? I, I don't think it was horrible, dude. You thought it was horrible? Right. You thought the show was horrible. The whole show was horrible. All right, not. Well, that is a stretch. Yeah, you're right. That <laughs> okay. is a stretch. No problem. No, if that's what you feel, if that's what you feel, good. you're entitled to that. If that's what you feel, I just, yeah. I would debate that. I don't. Th- I think horrible is a little bit of an exaggeration, but you know, I, I, you're, you're disappointed because you're comparing it to NXT, correct? Yeah, that NXT, uh, they blew it out the waters. You're not kidding. And you know what the NXT does, uh, Ahmed? And thank you for calling, my friend. You know, NXT for quite some time. With Triple H at the helm, what he does with his booking there is uh, it's very smart and very good. Um, he's giving you a less is more. He's giving you quality as opposed to quantity. Okay, they come out there and what? What they did? They had um, uh, tag champs, NXT tag champs, the Undisputed Era against Mustache Mountain. Okay, Undisputed Era won the match. They had Velveteen Dream versus EC, EC3. Okay, Velveteen Velveteen Dream Velveteen Dream won the match. That's two matches. Third match was epic, epic as epic could be with the ultra-talented uh, Ricochet beating Adam Cole, become the NXT North American champ, which I didn't think they were going to do, but they did it. Um, and Carrie Shane, talk about, I-, I went on my podcast, I'm like, ah, no way. There's no way Carrie Shane's winning. Carrie Shane, the Princess Pirate, there's no way she's going to win. Guess what, Taz? You were wrong, dead wrong, you jerk. Oh, I'm so mad at myself for that one. She beat, uh, Carrie Sane beat Shayna, Bla- Shayna Baszler to become the NXT Women's Champ. And uh, Champa defeated Gargano to retain the NXT title in an unbelievable last man standing match. Yo, that's five matches. Straight up, that's five matches. Again, quality as opposed to quantity. You're also not dealing with a show that is so as long as WrestleMania. Where WrestleMania, it's uh, you know, Universal Title was Brock versus Roman. You got that. That's one. You got you got uh, uh, Bliss versus Rousey for the women's title. Two, uh, um, SmackDown women's title, three way match 
will come Ella Flair and Lynch. Uh, that's that's uh, that's that's three. You got Kevin Owens and Braun. That that's four. The IC title match. That was five. U.S. title match. That's six. SmackDown tag titles. That's seven. Uh, uh, DB versus Miz. Eight. Balor versus Corbin. Nine. Elias was supposed to perform, and his guitar broke. The hell happened? I wanted to see him perform. I love Elias, and his guitar. What do they call the? Is that a neck? What do they call the length of the? Anybody know about guitars? Ryan? Sure, that sounds no. right. No, it's not neck. It is a neck. You don't I know. I think why. so. That sounds right. Okay, Ike, relax. You're getting a little tense. Calm down. So calm yourself down. The sir. coffee's kicking in. The coffee's kicking. I'm getting a little aggressive, Taz. I apologize. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so the thing is, NXT gave you just five matches with a bunch of time in those matches for those talents to tell a physical story. And you, you don't have, like, a litany, a just a gigantic just amount of matches. And, look, some might say, I love a lot of matches, Taz. I love that WWE gives me, you know, a, a, a plethora of matches on a show like SummerSlam. It's a massive show, and I know that. And a lot of fans love that. But, you know, look at look at this, okay? Like, you know, that, that IC title match was... Arguably, maybe close to being one of the better matches on the card, and you almost forget about the match because it was like hours later, because it kicked off the show, you know. And and like I said earlier, I felt like that particular match started off physically a little slow between Dolph and Rollins, and then it really picked up the intensity. And those guys busted their rear ends, um, for sure. And again, I talked about this a second ago, a, a while ago, I should say, that top rope uh, inverted superplex. That Rollins did on Dolph was crazy. Uh, a false finish they went into. That was really, really impressive stuff. Uh, great match right there, for sure. And But again, that, what I'm saying is that kicked it off, and you kind of forgot about it because it was so early in the card. You know, might be a little too much. I mean, too many matches. Maybe these these big events are too long. And WWE ended around 11, because I was going on the air live at 11 p.m. Eastern. They ended right there. I was happy about it. Hey, Albert, in Ohio, you're on a special edition of the Taz Show right here on CBS Sports Radio. What's up, Al? Oh man, I gotta tell you, honor and privilege, bro, privilege, man. I saw you in Cleveland back in the in the late '90s. It was uh, you and Bigelow at the Agora Theater, man. I never forgot that best show. Dude, I've ever yo, been to I used to listen. Bro. Listen, bro, bro. I loved working in the land. I loved working in Cleveland. That's a that's a really nice town. I love that city for sure, man. Uh, what's going on, bro? Uh, you know, I just want to talk about a couple quick hits for some high and lows. Uh, two of the biggest highs for me. Uh, where Natalia coming out, I thought that was awesome with the response that she got when she came out. Very, uh, I thought that was classy by WWE to do that. I like that they did. That. Yeah, yeah. The fact that she came out wearing her dad's jacket, I thought that was fantastic. That was that was uh, awesome. Two, uh, the high, the high thing for me was was definitely uh, Mike versus Danny Bryan. I, I thought that was fantastic. The story that came along with it, um, I, I loved every bit of that. Uh, the two lows for me personally were just the two DQs with the uh, with the tag title match. And with the WWE title match, I, yeah. I felt like he could have done, uh, done something different with it. I felt like that there could have been a little bit more done to actually, you know, transition into the Tuesday show coming up. Yeah, I, I was talking about that earlier, Albert, and I appreciate you calling, my friend. Uh, I was talking about that earlier about the DQs, uh, you know, especially um, if you think about from a booking perspective, um, just to nitpick for a second here. With the New Day, uh, Woods and Big E versus the Bludgeon Brothers, you know, you got you got four people in there uh, that are pros, know what they're doing. Um, they, they obviously wanted to protect both teams and all four guys. Um, the heels kept the titles, obviously the Bludgeon Brothers. 
I, I was surprised. I, 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 you know, I don't listen. Frankly, if you wanted to keep the title on on the Bludgeon Brothers, it's not going to hurt Big E or Woods to lose the match. I don't think they had to do disqualification. Just in my opinion, it's really not. I mean, Big E, uh, you, you know, look, the Kofi, the Woods, these guys, New Day, these guys have been pushed like crazy, and they're over. These guys are stars. It's not. It's not going to hurt them. It's not. You, I feel like the Bludgeons are still on the build. You know, I I do. I mean, I know they got titles, but I st- I feel like they're still on a build. You know, like, and to have the interruption with the gimmick sledgehammer and stuff, I just thought was a little. You know, I I, I don't know. I I it, it seemed a little. Uh, it just didn't seem strong. I don't want to be rude. I don't know who came up with that finish. It seemed a little weak using the sledgehammer. Just just my opinion. I mean, I'm wrong. I don't know, but I, I that's just how I felt about it. I wouldn't have done that. I, I wouldn't have done a DQ there, and. AJ versus Joe was the other DQ, and 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 they had Joe really, you know, talking to AJ's wife who was there, and then making it like awkward, make giving that awkward feel and stuff, you know, which which works, you know, and and obviously AJ was a was a sport, so was his wife to allow all that to go down, um, was professional and all that jazz, uh, but the DQ thing, I. I, I, you know, again, I, it doesn't hurt Joe's status. It doesn't hurt AJ's status. Uh, I like that they're protecting Joe. I do. I, you know, I, I just think it's such a it's it's for the, the you know it's it's for Titan. It's a big match. You know, like I, I don't know. I just that's just what I I, I think on it. I, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have done that there either. I don't know. Just just me. Uh, hey, Chris in Philadelphia, you are on a special edition of the Taz Show, special edition, I should say. What's going on, buddy? Hey, what's going on, man? First time calling, actually. This is pretty dope. <laughs> All right. What's up, Chris? How you doing, man? Good, good. Uh, I was just talking. I wanted to talk about the Roman Reigns, man. I, I, I fall for it every single time, every single week. Like, do you really think this whole thing with Roman Reigns is going to work out? To me, I, I think it's... Well, hold up, Chris. Stop right there for one second. Yeah. Let's just... Let's just... Let's, <laughs> no. So much, man. No, 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 no. I want to just say this here right now. I want to yeah. stop you right in your tracks. Right, you just right. said to me, if we had a rewind button, I would rewind mm-hmm. what you just said. You just said, Taz, do you think that this thing, I, I might be wrong on the words, this thing, this, this mm-hmm. process, whatever you said, is going to work out with Roman Reigns? You said something like that, correct? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Dude, you realize how long they've been pushing this guy and how much money he draws, how much money he makes for the company and for himself and his family. Dude, I got news for you. It's been working. <laughs> it works. It works. It, I, it I works. Guess, but I'm just saying with the fans, man, it's like the guy gets booed everywhere. I mean, I, I kind of feel like it's worse than John Cena. Chris, listen to this. There's another thing I'm going to stop you in tracks so. Chris, <laughs> I, listen, dude, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. I'll teach you something. As a performer and what bookers want, you know, no matter mm-hmm. if it's Vince McMahon or some guy who's booking in some, you know, little high school gym, uh, you know, in Ben Salem, Pennsylvania. Okay, not probably not too far from you, right? Um yeah. you you wanna you wanna get a reaction. You need to get a reaction. And Roman Reigns doesn't just get a reaction for several years, he gets a massive reaction. He gets booed. You're right. Yeah. It feels like he's hated. You're right. But dude. He draws money. His merchandise is through the roof. He moves the needle, my friend. That's the freaking key, dude. That's the key. Understand? It's if if people they pay, they take the, for a house show. They'll take their family and go spend money just to yell and curse out Roman Reigns. Guess what? The WWE <laughs> yeah. wins when you do that. They win when you do that. And I appreciate your call, my friend. 
They win because he's a draw. That's called being a draw. He gets a reaction. All right? He gets a reaction. So, all right, we're going to go to break here. we got to go to break. Uh, get to the rest of these calls on the other side of break. Also, uh, Mike Johnson will be on a little bit here from PW Insider. We'll get to that. Show's flying by. Talking some SummerSlam. My name is Taz. Be right back, kids. Doing the Taz show, talking about SummerSlam. Phone lines have been on fire. Thanks, everybody's been calling. And they're jammed up. They're jammed up. And we got uh, our special guest coming on in a second here. So, everybody who's on hold, I uh, will get to you once I'm done talking to the man who's coming on right now, the one and only uh, Mike Johnson from PW Insider, who was at SummerSlam at the Barclays in Brooklyn. Big Mike, what's up, bro? Good moment, Taz. How are you, sir? Good moment, homeboy. Uh, so, dude, I, I, you know, actually, I was. Asking people earlier, for those that have, who went to Barclays, I wanted to know what pe- if the feel in the building was that Braun was going to cash in the gimmick. And I'm forgetting that, okay, Mike was there, and he's coming on the show. So I'll just ask Mike. So <laughs> I heard you say that earlier, and I was like, I know what we're going to talk about. <laughs> what was the deal? Talk to me. All right, so when Roman and Brock, each when they were showing on the video screens, when they made their announcements, the crowd was not willing to give either of them any sort of cheers mm. uh, because obviously they know Brock is on the way out, and Roman, we all know the story. With yeah, them. they just don't like right. So they were in the ring, and the second bronze music hit, the building was like, yes, thank you. <laughs> and it was, it was actually a really smart, smart strategy on WWE's part because um, – you were there when Brock Lesnar wrestled Bill Goldberg in Madison yep. Square Garden at WrestleMania 20 many years ago. Yep, yep. And they knew each of those gentlemen were leaving the company, and the crowd just totally turned on that match. And I, I kind of feared that's what we were looking at with the main event here. But by sending Braun out there, they kind of just killed any toxicity in the crowd because the crowd was waiting with anticipation to see whether Braun was going to cash in. <laughs> Mike, I said earlier, I don't know if you heard, I said on this show, I said they used Braun as eye candy. Yeah. <laughs> That's not pretty eye candy, I'm just telling you. No, no, no it's not, but <laughs> if the ends justify the means, it's okay. <laughs> and, and, and to the, uh, the, the morning after walk, I suppose. What the? Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, e- even when the show went off the air, you know, Braun was laid out, in, you know, in the middle of that, at yeah. the end of that whole match. The gimmick, laid yeah, out. yeah. When he got up after they went off the air, there were still fans waiting in the building for him to say, I'm cashing in right now, bring Roman back out, and it didn't happen. The crowd was like, oh, all right, maybe tomorrow. But, but, they, but they dude, I'm shocked that people weren't pissed off more that once Roman won, that he, Braun, didn't cash it in right there. I'm, I'm, it didn't seem like the, the live crowd was angry. It was weird. You know, they, they, they always give all, all, all that all that guff to, to Roman. He won the match, there was a pop, and then they went right back to booing him. <laughs> Oh, uh, see, well, that's what I mean. And you know, we've talked. He's over. At the end of the day, the guy is over. I mean, yeah, the, and the 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 audience is invested in him. They might be invested in booing him, but they're still going to watch him. And he's also, and you know, I think it was Michael Cole. You didn't hear the broadcast you were at the show, but it might have been Cole. Oh, no, he called. Seth, he called somebody a workhorse. It was. I think it was. Uh, it, it was. Um, it was actually Seth Rollins. I don't think it was uh, Roman. But the thing is, Roman. You know, that people at least they know Roman's making the shots. He's making the dates. I mean, Brock, it's just been he's got a different schedule. And I've even talked about Brock, dude, and you know how it is. You deal with enough wrestlers for, for so many years as, you know, covering the game. Listen, bro, no one could fault a guy 
if he's got an amazing days clause in his contract. I mean, it's just good business by Brock. I mean, I know he's he's off to UFC land now, and Daniel Cormier was just tweeting about him and burying him. Of so, course he was. Yeah. So so, uh, but anyway. Um, uh, that's, that, that, that's an issue to take up with the company if you're another wrestler. That's not an issue with Brock. No, it's not. It's just it's Brock doing business the right way. I mean, yeah, that's the key. It's, he's not a young kid. He's been he's been a pro wrestler, been in WWE for a lot of years. You know, he's earned a right to work something. Now, now look, you can't you, if he has that kind of days clause, and then they put the title on him. I mean, that's just good business. I don't have a problem. Same thing with Ronda Rousey. I was talking earlier. I want to get your take on that. Like, I I, I love what she does. I think she's great. I mean, I know she works hard. Um, I don't think she needed this title. Um, I don't. I don't think she's only had a handful of matches. Um, she's over like Rover. No matter if she's got the title or not, she's a household name with or without the WWE. So I, I just don't. I just think it's she's she's going to be very difficult to take that title off of. That that's the issue. Well, I, I figure if and when they take that championship off of her, they're going to do some crazy spectacle thing where something dastardly happens and she gets ripped off. But, you know, you mentioned she's a star. She got a bigger reaction just walking out to the Bad Reputation song, all angry with the, that Ronda Rousey look, just, yeah. just man, maniacally just t- walking towards the ring with a purpose. She got a bigger reaction just coming out in the Barclays Center in Brooklyn than some performers did, some wrestlers did, hitting their big moves tonight. Correct. Uh, you know, there's, there's something, you know, whether it's the legitimacy that comes with her being an Olympian and a UFC fighter, and I heard the whole UFC lesson earlier. That was wonderful. Um, well, and oh, by the, me, I gave you, I gave you a lesson. <laughs> yeah, well, well, one of the callers gave you a lesson. Then we had a Pancrace reference, Boss Root. Oh, I was, like, I was talking about the, yeah, I was talking about Ken Shamrock. Yeah, yeah, no, no, less. That's right, <laughs> so Pancrace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The fact that she's an Olympian, or there's legitimacy to her, or whatever, the the crowd believes in her, and they're invested in her in a way that they don't look upon some of the other WWE performers, right. And I felt like, you know, this is one of the biggest shows of the year. They're two months out of that women's show. They love to get that mainstream publicity, whether it be ESPN or getting their champions on the Today Show or whatever. It just seemed to me like that was the that it, it fit the motive of what they would want to do with her. So I wasn't surprised that she won the belt. In my heart, uh, you know, as someone who really enjoys Alexa Bliss's work, I would have liked a more competitive back-and-forth match. Yeah. But for the story they were trying to tell, it just didn't fit that story. No, it didn't. Um, for your field, being in the building, um, what 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 was the best for you? Like, just, you know you know how it is. It's different when you're watching home. When you're there, it's a different feeling, as you know. It was – I thought this was – I've been to all four of the, the, the shows that they've had at the Barclays Center. And for SummerSlam, I felt this was the best-paced SummerSlam that they've had in those four years. The crowd was starting to get a little tired in that third hour, but then once the Demon showed up, uh, oh, that it, was the great. place just popped huge, and they were right back in it. You know, a lot of callers, Mike, uh, called, and I'm speaking to Mike Johnson from PW Insider, for those that are just joining the show. Um, a lot of fans that called that were at the show, like yourself, they were saying the same thing you said. They felt the pacing. They felt like this show was really like the best one they've been through at Barclays. They had a handful of people call and say that. So it must have been. I got to tell you, uh, watching, uh, you know, on a la- I was in a hotel watching on a laptop, and uh, it, it came off good, but it, it just, I don't know, I don't know what was going on. If When you watch it back, you'll hear, I don't know if the people were mic'd the right way, the audience, 
There was something maybe, I don't know if it was the U.S. You're not the first person to say that to me tonight. Yeah. I had people who were watching. I had readers that were watching, and they were writing me saying, hey, is it dead there? Yeah. And I'm like, no, it's pretty loud. It's Brooklyn. And they're like, it's not coming across on TV that way, which is a very odd thing to happen on a WWE broadcast. Right, cool. So, um, yeah, I definitely heard that. But I like the Intercontinental title match. I thought AJ Styles and Samoa Joe put together an amazing, amazing story. Um, I, I, I thought, you know, er, er, the only thing I really thought kind of underwhelmed was the ending of the tag title match with the New Day and, and uh, Brothers. Brothers. I, well, like I was going to say uh, about Joe and, uh, you know, those are the two DQs, you know, Joe and AJ and uh, New Day, uh, you know, Woods and E uh, versus Bludgeon. Do you have a problem with the two DQs? I don't, I, I don't have a problem with the one with Joe and AJ because that was a, it became a very personal issue right. and the babyface lost his cool, so of course he's going to end up disqualified. I felt like the New Day Bludgeon Brothers thing, it didn't do anything to advance their story. He, you know, New Day could have lost and the next it day doesn't hurt them. not pancakes yeah, and selling t-shirts. That's what I said earlier. It doesn't hurt, right, it doesn't hurt them. I don't know what that was about. I, it does not hurt New Day. One iota. Um, knock, knock in, uh, Nakamura and uh, Hardy, you like it? It was okay. You know, that was the one match that, I, it, you know, I, I really started to feel like the crowd was start, starting to be fatigued. You know, they, they loved the entrances and they loved the big spots, but for most of it, the crowd was very quiet live until Jeff went to do that senton to the outside and oh, he hit himself on, on the, the apron. On the apron? Dude, that was When nuts. that happened, they woke up again and then they went to the, to the end. And then when Randy Orton showed up, it was like he had shook the trees and everyone went, wait, I'm up, I'm up, I'm up. <laughs> Uh, so, I mean, that was that. But, I, again, they, they, that crowd had been there. For some of them, had been there almost, you know, five hours at that point. So they were starting to kind of lose it a little. But, you know, <laughs> they paced that show well because just as the crowd would start to kind of be fatigued, they would bring them back up with some, you know, some sort of spectacle, whether it was the Elias thing or the demon entrance, which nobody saw coming. And well, as, soon as, they, as soon as that music hit, the, that place just erupted. And I was like, oh, they remember that they liked Finn Balor. That's great. I hope WWE follows up on it. You I know? think it was uh, they took like a year. And it's been like a year since you've seen the demon gimmick. So that was they they spread it out. You know they took their time with it, and um, and he was dominant. He won the match over Corbin, pretty dominant, which was nice to see. I mean, he yeah. needs he needs that. Finn needs that. Uh, Miz and Daniel Bryan. Uh, I was saying earlier, I felt like Daniel Bryan was very, it was a physical match, and Daniel really. It, it seemed like you were watching the old uh, Bryan Danielson the way he was working. Yeah, I, I like that match a lot. That was probably one of my favorite matches on the show. They each did a great job. The physicality in there was good. The crowd, you know, they had played up all that whole eight years of history. Yeah. And the crowd bought that story. Uh, the whole, I like the idea of Miz needing to go to the wife to get the foreign object and, and cheat to win because this gives Daniel Bryan a chance to want to come back and get revenge. And I like that they followed up on the fact that they really haven't done much with Daniel Bryan since he returned at WrestleMania, and he's frustrated about it, and he's angry. So this gives him a new story to kind of dive into and kind of, find retribution and and redeem himself. I like that idea a lot. You know, you, you know, sometimes when wrestling mimics real sports when it comes to uh, talents who are trying to achieve and then they lose and they have to make a big comeback or they lose a title and they want to get revenge, like, like those are realistic right. things that anybody can understand and it appeals to every audience member because it's an across-the-board story and I, I like the idea of doing that sort of thing with Daniel Bryan. That's cool. Yeah, well said, Mike. And look, I appreciate you coming on, bro. Um uh, folks, you go follow Mike over on Twitter at Mike PW Insider. Uh, and Mike, tell people real quick how they could jump on the uh, elites uh, gimmick for you on the uh, PW Insider there. All right, so we're PWInsider.com, but we have an ad-free version of the site at PW Insider Elite. 
and we do tons of podcasts every day and tons of exclusive news there, and you can check it all ad-free. Go to PWInsiderElite.com, and you can check it out and sign up and get a three-day free trial without even having to pay a penny. Okay. So, so wait, let me get this straight. So you just said the word podcast. So in essence, I'm competing against you. No, we're all on the same team. Oh, we are? Team Taz. Oh, I don't see any of the royalties. <laughs> we got to talk money. Uh, well, I don't. I haven't seen any royalties either. Well, maybe my lawyer should talk to your lawyer. All right, Mike. Just see you later, buddy. That's what uh, I that's thought. Mike Have a good, night. good moment. <laughs> good moment, Mike. Thank you, Mike Johnson. Old friend, old friend of mine. He's on the show all the time. Here on the uh, special edition of the Taz Show, right here, covering, talking about some SummerSlam. Phone lines are jammed up, uh, just rock and rolling. We're gonna get right after right here. Let's talk to uh, Marcus in New York. Marcus, you're, uh, I'm with Taz right here on CBS Sports Radio. What's up, man? What's going on, Taz? Um, just coming home from SummerSlam. Man, I am exhausted. <laughs> I'm a big fan of you, man. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate it. So, what what did you like? What didn't you like over there? Tell me how it went. Uh, man, first of all, with me, my cousins, we, uh, we were there. We, I enjoyed AJ Styles and Samoa Joe, man. That was just one hell of a match. Nice. Um, only match that I didn't like was how they treated, uh, Kevin Owens. I'm just I'm still pissed off about that. I mean, he's way too much of a world-class performer not to be just destroyed like that. And like, mere matter I know. Of seconds. I understand who Braun Strowman is. Right, right, right. Kevin Owens, I mean, come on. He's a world, former Universal Champion. Uh, dude, I know. Marcus, and I'll tell you, and just by, okay, a couple things. They they, they really built up, uh, and Marcus, we appreciate the call. Thanks so much. They really built up, um, you know, the, the, the stipulation, I said this earlier, about that money in the bank if Kevin Owens would have to beat, you know, to beat. Uh, you know, Braun Strowman, that he would get the money in the bank contract. And then it was just like they just ate him up. And which leads me to believe more and more, again, Kevin Owens, if you think about it, he was a sacrificial lamb, which leads me to believe that tomorrow night on Raw, you're going to get Braun Strowman cashing that money in the bank and beat Roman Reigns. That's what I think is going to happen uh, straight up. It I almost has to because the way they handled Braun showing up, you know, before the match, basically saying, I do things face-to-face. I'm not waiting for my opponent to be beaten up. And then he didn't cash it in because, you know, he took a bump and all this other jazz. Um, hey, uh, Matthew, in Portland, Maine, you're on uh, the Taz Show, a special edition here with me, Taz. What's going on, dude? Not too much, man. What up? What's up, Matt? Talk uh, to me. I'd just like to start off real quick. I got a lot of points. I'll try to spit them out. Um, I'm calling again. I'd just like to point out this is about takeover, how much I hate that they introduced the new signings rather than just letting them debut. I know you feel the same way. I do feel the same way. I agree with you. I know. It's just, but you know, I think, Matt, I'm not defending them. I just think that's like their thing. Like, I just think, yeah. And you know what? I applaud them, Matt, for trying to be a little different, Triple H to be a little bit different, put us, be a little innovative. I I respect that just because. But I just, I I'm, I'm like you. I'm not a fan of it. Yeah, but that's fine. They, they, that's their thing. Anyway, so um, uh, real quick, uh, the AJ and Joe, I didn't have a problem with the uh, BQ there because they're clearly setting up a much longer story with that. That's why I'm fine with that. The issue that I take with the Bludgeon Brothers, DQ and all that is the Bludgeon Brothers, their character style, they don't even need the belt anyway. To me, they're the kind of guys who can just destroy people and they don't. I don't even know why they care about a championship. Well, well hold on, but Matt, Matt, let me let's, let's, let's discuss that for a second. I disagree with you on the fact that they don't. Those are two guys that I feel do need the titles. I get what you're saying from a psychology gimmick perspective that they're That's character- all I mean it from. I agree with that part. That part I do. But from a booking perspective, I do think they need these belts help them. They do. I but do. I, 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 I get what you. I, I do agree. get what you're saying. though. I do understand what you're saying. And what else you got? 
Um, uh, real quick, I hope that Finn Balor winning in a squash the way he did, that's a push for Finn. I hope it feels like it might be, but anyway, I don't say, and, uh, moving on, I, I got a bunch, so I'm sorry, but, uh, Kevin Owens deserves a lot better than a squash. I don't care if it's Braun Strowman. Right. He should have had at least a little bit more than a squash. I agree. Than it was. I, I agree. Ronda Rousey can't lose again. I don't know what it is. Uh, dude, I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know what they're going to do. Gonna do. <laughs> they gotta say figure what you want about Alexa Bliss, but she's, uh, what, a four- or five-time champ she's now. The she's the best. first ever woman to hold the best. championship. She's awesome. And, and the, thing, the, the, the thing, Matt, the thing, and, and Matt, I appreciate the call. The thing, man, is like, yo, <sighs> I'm going to teach you guys something. All right? A little inside wrestling game type gimmick here. I learned. I was taught this a long time ago. <laughs> I don't think. I don't think I've ever said this on my podcast, but it's pretty interesting. It's not. I mean, it's kind of groundbreaking. But as soon as you decide, as a promotion or a booking team or an owner of a company, hey, we're going to put the title on this guy, or hey, we're going to put the title on this girl, meaning the title. Before you do that, before you tell that talent and and his or her opponent. And before you decide to do the physicality, the actual match, I learned this a long time ago. Before you do all that, as soon as you say, we're going to put the belt on Joe Blow, but before we put the belt on him, how are we going to get it off him and when? And when? How and when? Point is, you have to have, you can't just look at the trees. you got to look at the forest. And that's how booking champions go. That's some inside baseball for you kids right there. Uh, Ethan in Michigan, you are on a special edition of the Taz Show uh, with uh, me, Taz. What's up, man? Hey, what's going on, man? How you doing, buddy? Good. Just have, I just have a comment and a question for you. My comment is I'm a huge Alexa fan, so I was just kind of disappointed she got no offense in. Alicia Fox got more in on Rousey than she did, but mm. Alexa's going to be fine. She's moving on to Trish Stratus. Well, you know, hold on. You know why, Ethan? Fine. Ethan, you know why? Don't worry about your, don't worry about your girl. Alexa, I'm a big fan of us, too. The reason why she's going to be fine is because she can flat out talk on yes. that mic. And she's, she's the best on the mic. She is. She's going to so. get over no matter what, dude. So don't worry about that. And then my, then my question for you is, uh, Dolph Ziggler. It seems like he gets these pushes sometimes out of nowhere, and then they just like pull the plug on him. I agree. That's going to happen again. And do you think he could possibly get a main event push, like being in a heel with McIntyre right now, or, or do you think they they're, they're, they're going to be the team that takes the title off the B team probably? Mm. But I'd rather see Dolph and Drew do their own thing and see if Dolph can get another yeah, run at the top. I think you could, I think it kind of like with Dolph, he's kind of plug and play because uh, he's over. Thank you so much for calling. I also think you make a real good point about Dolph that he kind of gets a push out of nowhere and then he's he gets a belt and then they take it off him. And like, I, I agree with that. It's kind of um knee jerk type booking, I guess, with him. But I, he's a plug and play guy. He, he's going to, you know, no matter what they want to do with him, and I like I like the, the the marriage, the character marriage, what they're doing with the gimmick with him and Drew McIntyre. I think it works well. Um, and we'll see what they do with that. I, I feel, if you notice what they did, a real little inside baseball for you. So, okay, Dolph Ziggler comes out. He's the Intercontinental Champion. He comes out, and who comes out second? Drew McIntyre. Looking gigantic, right? So who are they pushing? The guy with the title, well, he lost the title, but uh, or the the big cat behind him, meaning Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre thinks going to get a big push here, and and um, and maybe he turns on 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 um, you know Dolph or something. Who knows? I don't think he's going to. If they push him like I think they're going to push him, meaning Drew, he, I don't think he's going to have Dolph with him. Just my opinion. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. Uh, Willie Chuck in Toledo, you're on a special edition of the Taz Show with me, Taz. What's up, man? Hey, how's it going, Taz? Good, man. How you doing, buddy? I'm all right. Thank you. Um, I, w- I wanted to ask you about um, focusing on 
injuries after you have a legitimate injury like Seth, me, and Brian's uh, head things. Yeah. In your career, did you ever have, like, trepidation uh, coming back from an injury and then focusing on that during the match? And would you advise against it? Do you worry about guys doing it? Or should the wrestlers just be trusted? Um, when you say, real quick, I want to ask you a question because I've had this happen. When you say, uh, uh, folk, who, who's focused on it? I mean, the announcers or your opponent? Who's focusing on it? Um, well, um, for instance, like Seth's head of me for the last two years has been like, right. I don't want to say that, you know, I'm yeah, I know she's been messed up and all screwed up. And then, and then, uh, and then, uh, and, and then his opponent is working on his knee. Right, and Brian has had a head head uh, concussion issues and stuff. Right, on, right, 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 right. And he did a, a move tonight, and it was like, um, yeah, it's storytelling. But Willie Chuck, it's no, I get what you're saying, dude. It's happened to me. Um, what my neck? I appreciate. It. Thanks for calling, dude. A uh, long time no talk. Um, I had it with my neck, and as far as the trepidation, yeah, I was terrified. I mean, <laughs> I didn't. It, it's scary, especially with the neck. That first bump is the worst. And that really, that first bump is the worst. Um, but uh, you're okay with your opponent working on that body part once you're fully healed because you're working. As long as you trust your opponent, I think you're okay. You know, so, but good question, uh, and I appreciate it. Hey, uh, Jason in Brooklyn, you're on a special edition of the Taz Show with me, Taz. What's up, Jason? Hey, Taz. Thanks for taking the call. You got it, buddy. What's up? I was, I thought the place tonight was pretty good, like uh, you guys said. I, up until the last two matches, though, you know, I look at my clock before my watch before uh, Rousey and Bliss comes on. It's like ten thirty at night. They have two matches to go, two big main event matches, and I, I happen to know that the Barclays Center has uh, a curfew. Part of them building that uh, building was an eleven o'clock curfew. Mm. Uh, so. I knew there was going to be a cash because I'm looking at my watch and go, this has got to end right now. And no, but, but Chase, I got to ask you a question. Clock. How could you think that, bro? Because they've gone to midnight sometimes with these bigger shows. Yeah, not at the Barclays Center. I've been at concerts at the Barclays Center. Oh, I see. Okay, you're right. You yeah. did say that. I apologize. You did say yeah, that. Right, I've right. been at concerts at the Barclays Center where the headliner came on at 1040 and 11 o'clock they turned the lights on and turned the music off. Right, right. It, it's <laughs> that's funny. That, that's, that's pretty funny. It's a, yeah, union, yeah, it's it's a union gimmick. It's probably, because it's, it's probably because it's the whole union thing. That's probably why that it, happened. It was, I think it was uh, issues with the sound, with the neighbors. It was part of the permits to get the building built. Oh, um, uh, yeah, yeah. So if, is it, if they're running late, and this is becoming an issue. Would they adjust that on the fly? I mean, is that would they actually have cut these matches short clips of that? You think? No, you adjust on the fly. You adjust in the ring your time. Um, even on a big show like Thank You, Jason, for call. Even on a big show like SummerSlam, uh, if your time gets cut, you 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 that happens on the fly in the ring. A lot of times it happens before you come out, like you're in the, the entrance to grill position. They'll tell you, but a lot of times it happens in the ring. You, you think you have five minutes left, and it's like you know what, we we got to go. You got a minute left. Happens all the time. Uh, hey, Derek in Delaware, you're on a special edition of Taz Show. Me, Taz, what's up? Hey, Taz, man. How's it going, brother? Good, bud. Talk to me. What's up? Listen, so I just got done watching SummerSlam. I had some stuff to do here, so I was watching the little one delay. I avoided all spoilers. And I got to be honest with you, probably the best SummerSlam I've seen in a while. There seems to be a destination now for the starting new feuds now. Obviously, Becky and Charlotte. Then you have potentially, I would say, Dean Ambrose and Zigzag. Or you have, um, or maybe Ziggler and um, Seth can do, you know, as far as a return match for right. the title right. and and have some of those things going on. 
Um, obviously, you have um, the Miz and Daniel Bryan got some mileage. Yeah. Samoa Joe and AJ can have mileage. Yeah. And now you got Braun and Roman. So there seems to be that destination, and now it, there's few, you know, few, next few months should be very, yeah, very interesting. Yeah, because and you're, you're right. It should be interesting, Derek, and I appreciate you calling. That's the story arc. They did a good job on the story arc. Hey, Chris, last caller of night. Got to make it quick, buddy. You're in New Hampshire. What's up? Talk to me. All right. No one has brought this up, including you. And thanks for taking my call. Right, do it um, quick. Why about why about Valentine Dream tights last night? Would call me up Vince on his butt. Do he have to get permission for Vince McMahon to do that or Triple H? I didn't. Uh, I didn't hear the first part of your question. Valentine uh, um, Dream. Oh, Valentine Dream. Oh, yeah. Thanks for calling, dude. Yeah, he probably got some permission for that. Uh, thank you, everybody, who called the show. I appreciate it very much. Big success here, Felt. Thanks, everybody, here at WFAN at the station and CBS Sports Radio. I'll be back on the air in a little while, 6 a.m. Eastern Live. Taz and a Moose, myself, and A.B. Moose is still on vacation. Unbelievable. All right, guys, listen, thanks again. 